There will be no real non-controlled currency in the world. Exciting time to be involved in Bitcoin Cash at the moment. During that whole war of lightning versus big blocks, like were we the bad guys? Were we the ones that weren't listening? Fundamentally, we believe in markets, transparency, and tokenization. Come on, you gotta come stronger than that, you know, like. Hello and welcome back to the Bitcoin Cash podcast. Following Bitcoin Cash, that's right, Global Reserve. See, this is episode number 74, Shinobi versus Cyprian debate review. Today is Sunday, the 19th of March, 2023. I am your host, Jeremy. Jed is producing the show uh, and also kind of co-guesting this one. Uh, no actual guest, but we are going to be doing a breakdown of Shinobi versus Cyprian. So they're kind of the bonus guests plus uh, Hotep Jesus, who hosted the original stream. So we'll get into that in a second. But firstly, we just have to quickly touch on the price because that always needs to be mentioned. Rip, we're at the all-time low against BTC or just above, actually. Bitcoin Cash, USD, $134.73. That's flat. One BTC is 203 BCH, so we're down a bit. And one ETH is 13.3 BCH, so we're down a bit against ETH2. But... BTC basically just had a mega week and is up about 35% this week against a lot of cryptos. We're nearly uh, back in striking range of flipping or reflipping Monero. So things are actually not doing all that bad on the price front. It just seems like it because Bitcoin had a good week. Anyway, uh, we just have to do that every week. So get that out of the way. Straight on to the debate. Shinobi versus Cyprian. I wanted to do this episode as a bit of a different one to usually what we do on the show because I found this uh, YouTube video from the 8th of February, which is a three-hour debate between Shinobi and Cyprian. So Shinobi is one of the most laser eyes, BTC maximalists, BTC is perfect nothing ever be wrong with it if you don't like it screw you um antagonistic kind of people he's got about twenty five thousand twitter follows and i have no idea what he does except be toxic on twitter his uh twitter dp is this kind of terminator looking guy with laser eyes on it which pretty much sums up his aggressive hostile attitude to everything as far as i know and then we have Cyprian, who was formerly in the Bitcoin Cash community and also formerly called himself Vin Armani. And before that, he was a gigolo on a reality TV show somehow. Uh, anyway, he has yeah. converted to become an Orthodox Christian. So he's had a bit of an interesting <laughs> love journey. He's actually a pretty interesting guy. I, I, I would really like to talk to him, actually. But... Anyway, he, when the Bitcoin Cash and uh, eCash split, he was great mates with Amori and decided that they they were the real, real Bitcoin or the real project or, or whatever. So he kind of went along with them. And he has blocked me on Twitter because I quote tweeted one of his uh, tweets pointing out that the eCash community was going through the same things as the BSV community and the BCH community, that when you split off, you know, you kind of... Uh, t t 
get like we're free and you're loving it but then reality sets in that you've got no network effect and then it kind of gets into a pit of despair and then you slowly come out the other side well i pointed that out and said maybe eCash is never going to get out of that uh, pit of despair just like bsv kind of hasn't but anyway, that pissed him off so much that he blocked me on Twitter. So I, I, I don't know how many Twitter followers he has, but it is roughly about the same amount as uh, Shinobi, I think. So they're sort of equivalent in terms of their clout status and also their OG status in the Bitcoin scene. So I thought this was a pretty perfect dynamic for us to check in and find out how the crypto scene is doing and what's the state of the, the narrative and the discussion that people are having the host for this stream is hotep jesus who is also a bit of a character and anybody can look into him and his work if you're interested he's recently the reason i found this actually was because he was recently hosting some streams with scott adams uh the creator of dilbert who got in hot water for saying that white people should all just get away from black people, <laughs> which was a deliberately provocative uh, way of trying to explain that race relations in America had broken down. So anyway, black um, Hotep Jesus being sort of a black American was a is, a is a mate of his as well. So anyway, you can look into all that drama if you want. It's actually quite interesting. But this guy, Hotep Jesus, somehow on his channel was also hosting this obscure uh, bitcoin debate it's about three hours so i think we're gonna just listen to it and try to do a full listen through with pausing for adding our own commentary here and there which means it might be four four or five hours total so we might do it in two parts we'll just see how far we get today and then pause and either do a second session later on and release it as two two parts or maybe we'll we'll come back another day and finish it off or maybe the debate will suck and we'll just decide this is boring <laughs> and stop i but don't i haven't listened to this yeah go on i don't i don't think it's gonna suck i i know vin is incredibly arrogant i like trying to talk to him i for the longest time assumed that like vin does seem like a very smart person to me um i assumed that he was like interested in the best outcomes like the outcomes that harm the least amount of people ideally propose the most provide the most value to the most amount of people and after the last split i don't think that's the case at all i think vin was a massive catalyst for the split i think he was pushing for it and and it pissed me off. I made a fucking uh, vlog video where I was like, this is just to Vin since you won't fucking talk to me on Twitter. Like, it, one of the biggest condescending pricks. But I, I do think he's smart. <laughs> I think there are some little pieces of wisdom in there. But Jesus Christ. I, I think it'll be a good debate because I know that Vin's <laughs> arrogant. If Shinobi's even remotely close to the, the same amount of arrogance, then it'll be at least spicy. Passionate. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, well, I guess I didn't even know that there was that uh, backstory in terms of you <laughs> directly beeping with yeah. him. But you also told me you don't know you don't, you've never even heard of Shinobi, right? So right. maybe he isn't that uh, loud of a voice. But as far as I'm aware, he's very uh, influential. I've seen a lot of uh, discussion in terms of the inner circle of the most laser eye laser eyes, the ones uh, who we were talking about on that Ordinals episode. You know, Peter Todd and Adam Back and Luke Jr. and uh, 
you know, whoever's in the mix, Natalie Brunel, whatever little clique that Jimmy song, right? Uh, he's kind of in there with them, right? Uh, and he's one of the more extreme ones. Now, previously on this uh, show, we've done, we did the Kim.com debate review as well between Kim.com and the BDC Maximus. That was, I think, episode 12 or something. That was quite early in the show and the listeners loved it. That was one of the most popular early episodes. So uh, in response to that or as a follow-up to that, I thought it would be cool to do another debate breakdown. People tend to really like these because there's, there's a lot in it. If the original content is good and then also adding our own perspectives in, it's kind of like a, a bit of a... Um, what do you call it? Like a, I don't know, a buffet or something. It's like a, a you can you can a lot of different opinions in at once, and there's a bit of something for everyone. Uh, it's pretty meta as well too, and obviously in 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 deep. So as much as this show is sometimes trying to cater to uh, <laughs> new users to cryptocurrency or to Bitcoin Cash, uh, this one is definitely going to be for the hardcore. I think so. Yeah, we're just going to get into this debate i'm sure hotep jesus will will introduce things and we'll pause where appropriate to get our own thoughts in so i haven't seen this debate except for the first five minutes until i paused it and realized this looked good we should start this episode and i think jet hasn't seen any of it either right so no i have uh, purposefully avoided it let's rock and roll okay (laughs) we have two bitcoin slash crypto titans cipriannis and Brian Trolls, a.k.a. Shinobi. Shout out to the chat. Chat, stop grifting. Hit the super chats. You want to be a part of this conversation, ask questions, make a comment. They will get read out. So the first thing I want to do is lay out some of the gripes. I want to open the floor first to uh, Cipriannis. Let him uh, give us his uh, thesis on uh, his gripes with BTC and then Shinobi give his gripes about the crypto community and why BTC is king. And let's get to the bottom of this. As you guys already know, I'm a very objective person. So naturally, so I make one of the best moderators on the planet. And I'm very curious and I just love to learn. And uh, I have no fish in this sea or dog in this fight or however it goes. (laughs) Cipriannis, tell me, man, what's going on? Well, Brian and I have had a, uh, but I think before mutual blockings occurred, uh, we we <laughs> we have definitely <laughs> we uh, I mean we've been on sort we we've been in antagonistic tribes. Uh, be, let's say, it's, are are you cool, Brian, with with me framing it as small blocker versus big blocker, or, or is is it going to have to be uh, BTC versus uh, shit corners? Like, what's the? No, I mean I think that's pretty much the the core of it. Not everything, but. Uh... So, so, so we'll, so we'll, we'll, we'll say what was called, what we'll, we'll say because it started that way, but I guess it's gone differently. It's small block versus. So this is uh pretty funny right out of the gate, right? He already have So uh, Cyprian joking about how they've blocked each other on Twitter. You can already see this is already weak source right here. I mean, what, what, what kind of baby act is this blocking people on Twitter? I never block people on Twitter. I mute some people if they're annoying, but blocking people on Twitter is just the most uh, weak thing for these supposedly, uh, you know, rational, intelligent, well-argumented people. It's pretty funny that their skin is that uh, thin and obviously it's blocked me too on Twitter. So that's that's clearly, uh, clearly a strange affair that they would be not willing to talk on Twitter, but then they are willing to talk on this 
podcast format. I think that's that's a bit bizarre. And then also, it's uh, Super is kind of set trying to set the terms of the debate here because what he said was, "Can we do small block versus big block?" I think that's smart because that's that's an easily winnable position right if you if he makes it about that that's a lot easier than like he said btc versus shitcoins if he has to take the side of everything else in crypto against bitcoin which he would probably still prefer to do he would still be fine with that but that means you get a lot of garbage mixed in there that you then have to defend a lot of ponzi's that you sort of have to write off a lot of nonsense a lot of people getting scammed if you could just make it small versus big block he knows that's why it's the first thing he said if he can start the debate off in small block versus big block then it's like a, a winning a winning position right from the start so that that seems obvious to me that that's why he's he's trying to make it like that this is a bit of a tangent but do you know why he changed his name and the significance of the name well he changed his name a, a couple of times right because he didn't he have some other name before he had vin armani but he just wanted to not be a gigolo anymore so it's some sort of religious reference or something isn't it i thought vin armani was like the gigolo name it sounds like a gigolo name no, that's right. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. He had okay. another name, and then he had Vinar Money as Gigolo name, and then he had uh, Cyprian, this religious Orthodox rebirth. Well, yeah, yeah name, I suppose whatever. I can Google because he is a public figure. We can find out what is what is, what is Vin Armani real name. Yeah, cool. Well, why did why did he change Whoa. his name though? Why is that relevant? Just curious. There's got to be. Like, I understand he has intent behind the things that he does. So I want to know what the intent is and what the significance is. Like, I do believe at the end of the day, it's all symbolic interactionism. And he's just trying to create symbols that remind people of other things so that he has these, like, kind of passive ways to make or to, uh, like, kind of push a connection where the people wouldn't normally think about it. Um so yeah, I think there's there's significance to the names, and I want to figure out what they are. Uh, his real name, according to Thrillist.com, is Jeremy Glass. His name's Jeremy too. Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. But we're in some ways we're we're quite similar. So that's that's really that's really interesting. Well, maybe I need to change my name. Maybe I need to be. Sato Saturnator or something <laughs> instead of <laughs> Jeremy. All right. He had a whole moment where he realized how powerful religious arguments and symbology are and adopted them as tools of influence. This was back when BSV was about to split, says Emergent Reasons. So wait. Okay. Yeah, he he he's very into religious uh symbolism and philosophy and the meaning of words and things like that. Which is which is smart. I mean, he's an intellectual. Fair enough, uh, but that's that's why he's to, to bring it back to this debate. That's why he's he's setting the terms very carefully. Versus big block, back in the beginning, in the let's say the what they call the block size debate that generated the first like real schismatic hard fork of Bitcoin, which was. Uh, BTC on one side and Bitcoin Cash on the other side. And there was a lot of vitriol for many, many years. I think those two communities have split. The That Bitcoin Cash community has already split into three. So you still have Bitcoin Cash, you have Bitcoin SV, you have uh, eCash, which is what I work on now. 
and um, BTC has been doing their thing. And I, I think that really the discussion here, and it's, it's good. I think things have happened in BTC in the last, I don't know, two months. That is, that is interesting. It's interesting to hear the things that Brian has been saying because they sound very similar to the things that we were saying in 2017. And so I think that the, the, the sort of thesis or what I'm going to present <laughs> and, and that we're going to, and I know he'll disagree with them like that. Okay. And that's what we're, and that's what we're going to discuss is that, um, you know, I, I think that it's really what we're talking about here is what is what is Bitcoin and what my thesis is that I'm presenting here is that Bitcoin is not the BTC network, that BT, that the BTC network is a representation of Bitcoin and the Bitcoin protocol. But that Bitcoin has been um, is embodied in all of the networks that I just described and perhaps even more. We can maybe get into that. But for sure, I will say BTC, Bitcoin Cash eCash, Bitcoin SV, if Satoshi was to come back right now, he could spend the coins that he, uh, that he mined on all of those networks. There are all people working there on those networks who are old schoolers who had been, had been working on BTC before the split. And, and that the idea that Bitcoin is synonymous with BTC is actually a gigantic problem. It's a huge blind spot. And, and following through with that necessarily leads you to all kinds of problems with that are social, that are not technical, but that are social. And I think that those are things that are starting to come through. I know we're going to have a great talk about the ordinal situation and all of that that's happening on BTC, totally timely right now. And the argument that I'm going to make here is that this is bound to happen when you start to get into the situation where you see your network as the true Bitcoin. Uh, and you do things to uphold that idea as opposed to seeing Bitcoin as a protocol in the way that it was uh, described by Satoshi. So I think that we're going to be able to get into. Yeah. So one of the most interesting things about this start is that as he references, essentially we're going to be re rehashing to some extent, the block size debate, the whole small blockers versus big blockers thing. And that's one of the most interesting things about this entire fiasco with Bitcoin has been the fact that that debate never ends. Why doesn't it end? Because BTC didn't win. It's as simple as that. They often think, oh, we won, the market has spoken, blah, blah, blah. but they didn't. That's why today in 2023, people are still talking about this. That's why there's still back and forth. There's still passionate people in bch in bsv in xcc that are grinding away on it and there's increasingly the rest of the crypto scene understands that there is that back and forth and maybe they maybe some of them think okay bc is bitcoin but a lot of them are aware that there's competing ideas and probably a lot of the people who listen to hotep jesus or to uh, cyprian or whatever they're going to be more open-minded to seeing things in a different light now of course uh, Cyprian's in a bit of a jam here where the eCash split, he can make those same arguments that eCash is Bitcoin, but it's hard for him to do that because not only have they a minority fork of a minority fork, but they've even given up the branding. Now, that was something voluntary. They didn't call themselves Bitcoin eCash or something like that. They deliberately decided to rebrand away from the Bitcoin name. So to leech onto the or to 
garner the benefit of the credibility of Bitcoin as a 14-year-old network and known brand name and so on and so forth. He has to take things like the Bitcoin Cash. You can say Bitcoin Cash is the real Bitcoin and that was that fork and they stole our branding, but we're going to get it back, right? That's the Bitcoin Cash position. But it's XEC, they've gone a step further removed. So he has to make this more abstract argument about the Bitcoin protocol and the Bitcoin invention which is something that uh, Bitcoin cash artist I know in the BCH community is a, a big fan of, of trying to get people to see it in that in that way that Bitcoin was the invention and that it's then spawned these various uh, forks. But fighting on the actual ground of eCash's Bitcoin is not tenable in the way that Bitcoin cash is Bitcoin is tenable because of that history with the branding. And it's one of the reasons why it's so important that in my mind, the Bitcoin cash community, I think we have a great brand actually even if it is confusing or whatnot initially i don't think we should ever change it i think you just got to stick with that and that just shows that we're 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 serious we're <laughs> we're coming for the king that's it there's no messing about and even if in the short run that's uh you take an l on that because people are what is this confused knockoff scam fork the longer and longer time goes on the more that persistence looks compelling to people to look into but that's just my take I, I've mentioned it before, I think, on the show where I, I think Bitcoin is, and yeah, maybe we should be separating the protocol from the fucking invention, yada, yada. But I, I think I've said before, I think Bitcoin is a fractal. And so, like, it will, you have all of these, like, offshoots, right? Um, but, and if you zoom in enough, they look the exact same as the level above it. <laughs> but I wonder at some point, will there be a convergence, right? So, you know, minority hash power is not good. When will chains start dying? Like, I, I want to see a proof of work chain dead. And not because, like, you know, I'm pumped for people to, to lose money or something. I think that's, like, a really horrible situation. But I don't think I'm phrasing this right. I think I'm looking for a little bit of confirmation bias where it's like, I have this idea, but I haven't seen a long enough timeline to kind of be like, okay, this network has collapsed and it's been absorbed by the other proof of work chains that it came from. So I, I like half agree with his point here. I think that, you know, if Satoshi can come back and spend coins on your chain, that's Bitcoin. Or at least it could be. <laughs> yeah. It could, it could be Bitcoin because it comes to this idea of is there only the one true Bitcoin or or not? And that's why I'm saying by, by this whole XCC split, Cyprian, he can't he can't fight that battle anymore. XEC is the real Bitcoin. That's nonsense. Ecash is the real Bitcoin. It doesn't make sense. Bitcoin Cash is the real Bitcoin. That does that does conceivably make sense, right? But we might be seeing, and I, I take your point that at some point we've got to see a reintegration, right? That would be the ultimate destiny. If this all works out, if any of these chains, let's say any of the four chains can get enough momentum or enough energy to actually be a substantial portion of the global economy they would almost inevitably just by market forces they would absorb the others right and you would see a lot of the people in those alternative communities starting to realize okay maybe we had it we were most you know we were 90 percent right but we were 10 percent wrong let's give up that 10 percent because it's actually kicking off on our sort of competitor as it were and that's why i've been doing this enormous twitter thread you can find it twin uh, pinned on my uh twitter page that where i've been documenting as bsv 
and uh, XCC, uh, I don't think I have any examples of that yet, but I will at some point, BSV people and BDC people slowly starting to question the narratives in their community and realize that actually maybe Bitcoin had it right, because obviously that's the premise of this show. Everybody is going to reconfirm. Because if you could get all of the people, all of those OGs from before any of the splits, if you could get them all back on the same team, that that team would start dominating like very, very hard. Uh, the only reason that things have stalled out so much with regards to Bitcoin forks, especially in comparison to non-Bitcoin forks in crypto, is because all that initial uh horsepower of all the early adopters who are all very passionate or very skilled or very uh smart and a lot of them are now very rich and influential by splitting that up it's a divide and conquer strategy right so we're in a weird phase in history where in maybe 10 or 20 years it'll be obvious they'll be like oh it all split out into these like a river right it was running downhill and it all split into a few different forks but then they all reconverged back into this huge torrent that's ideally, I think, what what we're going to see. But I think Bitcoin Cash is obviously the only viable candidate for that. And that's part of what they're going to be sort of dancing around today, I think. Some of those things. But that is that is my basic thesis. And it's if if I have any true issue with uh, with Brian's sort of activities, it has been that his presupposition is that Bitcoin means BTC and everything else is not Bitcoin. Perhaps I'm wrong on that. He can correct me, but that's I'll, I'll end it right there. Well, jump in and respond. Uh, the little I'll say on the semantics debate is the block size limit that all of this started over was implemented by Satoshi himself. And frankly, Bitcoin which is what I'm going to call it, or BTC, to be clear, is the only chain that would actually sync back through every client Satoshi released with that limit. On a technical level, it is the only one backwards compatible all that way. But that said, th this whole kind of semantics debate to me is irrelevant. Like the market... Is, sorry, this might... Is it... Is it semantic? What does he mean? Isn't this misinformation anyway? I yeah. don't know. I don't know if someone in the chat can can confirm or not for that. But the BDC said they often have this argument that, well, if you fired up the 2023 Bitcoin core, it would sync to every version of Satoshi. That surely that's nonsense, right? Satoshi had done. There was hard forks done to fix. Yeah, there uh, were bugs and so on uh, b before before the splits anyway. Like you can't just fire up a 2009 source forge or whatever Satoshi <laughs> files that Mike Hearn still has on his computer. It won't sync. That's That's got to be nonsense, right? I think, I feel like that's a claim that they have among themselves, which doesn't hold up in reality. What the hell do they, what does it mean? Okay, this is definitely like getting into the weeds, but what do they mean by it won't sync? I launch a Bitcoin cash node. I get the first block. I get all the blocks from then till now. Isn't that sinking? Like, what What the hell is he talking no, about? No, no. They, they, he means the other way around. He means if you loaded up the 2009 oh, software. With inflation bugs just switched and all that it on. Shit. Yeah, yeah. If you just switched it on, it would connect to the BTC network is what his argument is. And not BCH, not BSV, not XCC. And I think it's it's definitely true that it wouldn't connect to any of the others. 
because they did part of the the forking process <laughs> is is that it's not going to uh, backwards connect like that right but there was hard forks and there was bugs and there was things changed around and so on before there were any splits at all so i don't think that's necessarily true if you maybe if your argument is the uh if you switched on the client from just before the bitcoin cash fork that one would still connect to bz that that might hold water because of the soft forks that they did with segwit and so on but i think this and it kind of comes to this it's a bit philosophical at a certain point is like the ship of Theseus, you know, at what point is a ship not a ship, except in this case, we've got, <laughs> we've got four alternative ships that emerged out of the one ship. So it's even more confusing. <laughs> why, but, would, why would someone want that original note? And why doesn't BSV just use the software that was already out? Well, because they've got their cognitive dissonance going where we want the original protocol TM, except we also want to put in coin uh whitelisting whatever it's called coin uh stealing so that uh, so that so that we can transfer satoshi's coins out to uh persons who would think that they should have those coins even though they don't and trying to override the sort of cryptographic rules of the system with their own dodgily implemented scammy legal thing right so that's why that's why they can't do it yeah it was kind of a rhetorical question to be honest but like like, well, we can't do it. BCH can't do it because it's not a regressive chain because it follows the original model of, and this is what it comes down to, right? Is it like, is the, it's, it's that same thing in the split BTC got the brand and maybe the original syncing client, but I think that's probably bullshit, but maybe they did. And BCH got the idea to, I'm here for the concept. You know, I'm here for a peer to peer electronic cash system. And that's definitely going to come up with what, uh cyprian was saying about uh ordinals like because that's that's where he he already knows he's gonna have shinobi over a barrel because it's a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system and now we've got people putting jpeg dumps in our chain which we didn't even intend it would be different if they added that as a feature but they didn't add it as a feature they discovered it as a feature which fits in nicely with the whole b2c narrative about oh the immaculate Bitcoin was not invented; it was discovered. Like it, or it was like rare earth metal that somebody tripped over and found a the welcome stranger gold nugget and was like, "Here it is." <laughs> Rather than Satoshi combining some ideas and coming up with stuff. So, um, anyway, <laughs> let's let's give it a bit more time. It decides. People decide. Like one of the last comments satoshi ever made before he disappeared was talking about merge mining and not trying to do everything on the bitcoin blockchain because in his exact words users might become increasingly tyrannical about limiting the size of blocks to make it easy for small devices to validate his his last comment on the whole topic before he left was maybe things should be isolated more intelligently because ultimately users might decide this he he pretty much implicitly acknowledged that that his attitudes didn't matter his plans or ideas didn't matter it's up to what users of this thing decide and ultimately it's pretty clear right now unless there is a wild shift in things the market has clearly decided one thing.
So the entire semantics debate to me is entirely uninteresting. I think the important thing is the actual objective distinct properties that each system has and the differences in those properties between other systems. Because ultimately the market made the decision it did for a reason and it's the properties of the things that they make these decisions with. And I think that is much more interesting, much more to the heart of this whole divide in the first place. Yeah, this whole the market has decided this is just nonsense, right? If the market had decided he wouldn't be doing this podcast right now, he wouldn't need to have this debate if if it had been conclusively won. It's as simple as that. And even though, as we just saw, BCH is maybe near all-time lows against BDC, BDC isn't necessarily crushing it. It isn't taking over the world. There isn't billions of people using the Bitcoin chain or even using Lightning Network or even close. The El Sal stuff is looking shakier than ever, right? The laser rise uh, trend has been on the decline. They they don't have a conclusive victory and it's the biggest form of gaslighting to say that they do. And it's so ironic that he says he... In his words, he just said that Satoshi essentially predicted the block size war and said that users would stage some kind of co-op where they said, oh, we're going to, uh, we need to run them on our devices. And that wasn't actually the point of the system. Satoshi was definitely a big blocker. There's zero question about that. So he's kind of wrecked himself with his own argument, but he's just lacking the self-awareness to realize it. And it's not just, a semantics debate about what fits this word better. What did the market decide? Like, I've heard this, the market has decided thing. Like, I've heard this from your camp for years and years and years. Bitcoin is the most liquid thing. It's the most adopted thing. It's the most used thing. It's the most valued thing. And that is objectively, undeniably demonstrated. Can you say say the things again? Can we just walk through them? So you said Bitcoin is the most liquid thing. Can we just start with them one by one? And just, no, and see, just this talk is about my the point. I, I'm not. I'm not discussing the semantics of what qualifies a label to one thing. I'm well, it's not. That's not, that's not what he's saying. That's, that's not what he's no, saying. If we're gonna, if we're gonna have a debate, we have to define the terms. If you're gonna say something and you're gonna okay, use okay. the it's, word, it's, we have to the define most, the terms. So you said Bitcoin the is most the most valuable thing in market cap. It's the most valuable okay. as a single asset in terms of liquidity traded on a regular basis. Okay, can we can we take these one by one, right? Because there's an audience, right? So this audience is trying to understand. So let's take them one by one. So you said it is the most valuable by market cap, right? And that's and so valuable by market cap means so let's explain market cap to people. Right. So, so. Well, just if, really quick, let me, let me try and lay yeah, these ahead, out. Please. In, in please. Yes, the, please. The way I'm thinking. The market cap is simply the dollar value of every outstanding share of something. So well, that's they, not what market cap is. Well, well, it's, it's the mark, it's the capitalization of the entire thing. And okay. specifically looking at things like equities, like cryptocurrencies, that's what that metric is. It is every no, outstanding no, okay. so, unit. And okay. what is the current 
aggregate value of all of the outstanding units. No, and that's not true. That is not, that is not what it is. That is not, can we stop, Brian? We need to hold stop. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What the metric is. Hold on, hold on. The reason I bring up market cap and liquidity at the same time is because market cap is meaningless without regular liquidity actively trading to back up that market cap. Yes, which is correct. why I brought those two things up together. Okay, so can we, but can we, let's, let's first define what the market cap metric actually is. And the reason, I, I'm, I'm not doing this, Brian, as like a gotcha. I'm doing this because there's an audience of people and there's people who actually don't know what market cap is. So like, if we were doing this privately, I know that we both know what market cap is, so no problem, right? But since there's an audience, it's like, I don't want us to get down a rabbit hole where they tune out, right? So I want them to be able to follow what it is that we're saying. That's why we're doing it in public. So... I feel like this is one of Vin's tricks. He seems like such a nice guy and we need to define these terms. We need to be on the same page, but it's, I, uh, maybe I'm just like a, uh, an angry, I know the, we, the Bitcoin cash community uses it so often, but maybe I'm just like an angry ex-girlfriend, like sour about previous conversations. It's like, I think he's trying to define terms here to take control of the conversation, not because it's important for him to get the audience to know, like, it seems like a bunch of shit. Well, I mean, it's just a case of there's many different ways to win a debate, right? If you look at someone like Richard Hart, he has some regular ways that he sort of attacks debates that he's used to uh, getting people onto certain terms or having certain talking points that he is well versed on that he will then battle on. And it's the same like we, we've seen here with uh, Cyprian, he started the debate by saying, okay, are we going to make it big blockers versus small blockers rather than BC versus shitcoins? And now I'd, I'm not actually sure what fine line he's about to draw on on market, market cap. cap. I mean, Shinobi's, Shinobi's definition, it wasn't perfect, I'd say, because it's, well, it's the, it's the, it's the price of the unit times the outstanding units i guess that's not exactly the same as the outstanding value of all of them because if you have a million coins that are worth a dollar each and you just sell one for a dollar but then the other 999 i put in my vault and we never trade them obviously you couldn't get a million dollars out of that right so there's 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 some nuance here but i i think i think you're right that it's a strategy uh, to try and fight over specific little definitions. And he's going to have a follow-up. There's going to be, oh, the market cap is this. He's going to draw some fine distinction and then use that to um, ping off from there. But it's a, it's a weird strategy because I think in this scenario, he's probably better off saying, well, what is Bitcoin? His argument really should be cutting to the, the white paper, probably should be saying, well, do we agree that Bitcoin is a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system? If he starts there, he's in a much uh, stronger position. If he goes into, you know, uh, so not semantics, because this it, semantics is quite important, but if he goes into fine-grained quibbling over market cap, the reason Shinobi wants to argue about that is because that's where BTC does have a strong numerical advantage, just not a conceptual or philosophical one. I also love hotep's face here he's just like what the fuck guys <laughs> market capitalization how we measure market capitalization if we're talking about crypto and bitcoin specifically right so when people go to coin market cap this is actually really important because most people don't know this 
when they're looking at the market cap, when they're looking at the market cap and it's ranked by market cap. So what is market cap? It's this. You say, as Brian said, it's the number of outstanding units in circulation. So you'll see that the number of units in circulation times the most recent exchange rate. Yes, of, that's of, what hold I on. said. The it isn't, it isn't because you said it's the, the market price of market all price. outs. You said it's the market. You said I it's said, the value of the all value? outstanding. It, but it's not the value of at, all outstanding because if we sold market price, which is okay, what I but, said. But, but let's be clear because it's very important to understand whether or not market cap is a good metric. And I'm saying this. Be, and again, Brian, I'm not. It's, you're it's, you're right? literally just saying what I was saying. It is okay. the outstanding shares of a thing yes. times the current market price. And I yes. brought up liquidity because that's meaningless if there is not constant trading liquidity around those yes. prices. If there's okay. no one there to buy the thing at the current market price, then the market cap doesn't mean anything. Yes. You have to okay. have the liquidity in that price range to yes. actually back that I'm, up. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not arguing, right? There's a lot of people listening who don't even understand what liquidity is, and we're going to get into that in just a second, right? So like, you got to understand, dude, Like the, the audience that's here, we're trying to help them follow. This isn't like our inside baseball Bitcoin podcast that we're used to being on, <laughs> our economics podcast, right? We got it. We're expanding to a little bit of a larger audience, right? So here's the deal. So this is what people should understand. And this is the reason why a lot of people say that market cap in crypto is bullshit. Not necessarily for BTC, right? But just as a metric in general. And here's the reason why, okay? So as we both just said, it's the number of outstanding units in circulation times the most recent market price. That will give you market cap. So how do you have a billion dollar market cap crypto? Well, Step one, you create a cryptocurrency and you issue 1 billion tokens into circulation. Step two, you sell one token for $1 on a public exchange. Step three, there is no step three. You have a billion dollar market cap by the metric on coin market cap. Okay, now this is the reason why, quite rightly, Brian is saying you got to have the volume next to it too. To, for it to, to be a signal of anything valuable, because otherwise, yeah, you're right. It's BS. If you have no volume and you can have, but here's the problem with volume, because what he's calling liquidity is really volume. And people could go and look at that 24 hour volume metric. The problem with the volume metric is it's all coming from exchanges, custodial exchanges. That's what's being measured on like coin market cap. And so every exchange creates volume. So if I'm on both sides of the deal, I can wash trade back and forth. I can get do $100 of BTC for $100 of USDT, then trade it back to myself. Now it's 200 in volume. Trade it back to myself. Now it's 300 in volume. Trade it back to myself. Now it's 400 in volume. Trade it back to myself. Now it's 500 in volume. It's not that signal by itself means nothing. So when we say the market has to, and we know there's wash trading, there's not even a question. There's bots. We know this is not even, there's no question about this. I don't get what the, what the point is bringing this dynamic up in the Because context. you're saying because, that because, that's, well, what's, on, that's on, how then, the market then, decides. Then, if you're going to say it's an important metric, you've then, got to explain how it's a valuable metric. 
what you are saying or implying is that no market, because every commodity asset equity is traded on the exact same type of centralized thing, no market is actually a valuable signal. And you're trying to kind of hinge your argument on this, this rationale that applies to literally every stock exchange, futures exchange, everything. Those in the are regulated world. entities, because, Brian. You know yeah, those are and, regulated and in a way that... And high-frequency trading still happens all the time. Abs- absolutely. This is this is just a terrible winner <laughs> idea. Uh, kind of on both sides. Why is Vin trying to get into? Well, the exchanges aren't regulated, therefore it's all a bit squirrely, and BTC is not the top dog. Like this is a bit of a nonsensical argument going on here. And then from Shinobi's point of view, his argument is basically higher price equals winner, which is also clearly nonsense because if that was the case he would have to accept that ethereum is especially over a multi-year time frame gaining massively against bitcoin that's where that's where vin should be attacking his point that's where cyprian should be attacking its points he should be saying okay so either you take the argument that the market has never finished deciding because if it finished deciding then why isn't us dollars going to be the world reserve currency for the rest of time why do the prices change every single day isn't the market if if it's decided then there should be an end point and you can tell me at this time there was this price and then it never traded again like for tulip bulbs right but he's not making that argument and then if he wants to attack on the price specifically he could say okay well if price is your metric do you accept that if the btc price goes down or other cryptos are gaining ratio against it then it's becoming less bitcoin if your whole argument is that bitcoin is whatever has the the highest price so either of those would be a much better angle to take than uh quibbling about legal regulation because legal regulation is clearly not going to be what's deciding what is or isn't bitcoin it's the public's perception yeah i think it it makes sense to argue that market cap doesn't matter and then what? It's still the best metric and the metric that everyone uses. It's like, yeah, art doesn't have any kind of like inherent, you know, meaning or interpretation, but people can look at a piece of art and collectively agree like, oh, that has these connections to it. That is about this thing that was going on. I get it. I get the argument. What's the point? Like, I like that Shinobi's like, I just don't understand why you're bringing this up. Well, you're right that you, he, he does need to push Cyprian on if market cap is not the metric, what is? And I, I think a good answer to something like that would be uh, like daily active users, for instance, which BTC is still winning at, but by nowhere near the same margin. And it's probably already been eclipsed by Ethereum, right? You could say people that are making an on-chain transaction would be an excellent metric, or you could even have people who uh who would accept it given uh uh, the option in commerce people who would if you just divide the world into people who would say no i never want that or people who are like yeah okay if we were going to trade i would do a deal with that maybe that kind of metric would be more useful of course you can't get an exact count of that you have to sort of do it by proxy but there are better proxies to use in terms of like on-chain transactions or statistics from payment processes and things like that rather than price and market cap is even one further step 
removed from that so at every layer that you get away from the signal you introduce more noise and and bias and that's essentially why the price isn't it's it's helpful it's an indicator but it's already a couple of layers away from the truth of of what matters do we have any like linguistic algorithms or something like when we're dealing with uh, electrical noise right you can apply filters and get a pure signal you can be like okay add a sine wave to it or like the interference is this pattern so we can add this to it and cancel out that do we have anything like that for conversations and like linguistic information that's a good question i would love I to no see idea. something like that employed in social media jesus <laughs> well that's what that's what the whole social media this is a bit of a tangent but with uh chat gpt and stuff it's what we're going to be living in a world where the signal to noise ratio is rapidly plummeting. That's why influencers is a thing. Because if you are an influencer, by definition, lots of people are deciding that your stream of information is where the high signal is. And that's what they're, they're uh, latching onto, right? And so that's why influence, uh, social media influence is going to be even more and more valuable in the future because as fake information becomes cheaper to produce, the ability to produce reliable, known, trustworthy content is only going to skyrocket in value. And that's, of course, <laughs> my exact strategy for creating this, this podcast. And the fundamental idea is I'm not a marketing genius, but if we're just making the best highest quality content about Bitcoin Cash, and even hopefully in the end about cryptocurrency as a whole, then that will attract people's attention and slowly but surely it is, right? Yeah, but I wonder now, like that's so much easier to market with controversy and like inflammatory statements and that kind of thing. And that doesn't have the, the staying power that truth has but it gets eyes on something and there can be a lot of damage done in a very short period of time in the right framing. Uh, I wonder, yeah, I guess it's a marathon, but I wonder how many extra things like extra little pieces of bullshit and drama. And I remember this quote being around, I shared it on my Twitter a couple of years ago. It was like, it takes 10 times the amount of effort to disprove bullshit than it does to create it. Um, but it's like a hundred times as resilient over time. And that's why time is such an important metric. Like Lindy, right? You can't, it's much harder to cheat that with, with bullshit. It's still possible. And that's still the reason why BDC is still the king today, but it's less and less the king as time goes on. And that's really, that's, this is the argument that Cyprian should be taking, but instead he's getting <laughs> lost in the, in the minutia scandals where this shit happens so but it's a scandal in those industries it's not the norm it's a scandal it's not the norm in those industries no it's a norm in this industry in this industry too and as well that also would mean that it applies to literally every single asset in this space and not just bitcoin it does so again it's not a rational distinction in your overall argument you're contradicting your point. We are contradicting your own point. Then can I please respond? Please also, please you can look at the blockchain and see the aggregate withdrawals from and deposits to exchange. So you're not just looking in a vacuum at the 
activity that the exchange is publishing and claiming data on, you can also see the net flow in and out of exchanges that correspond with different market movements. So this is not some kind of thing where we have no insight into actual trades when people buy Bitcoin and withdraw it or when people are depositing to trade. We can see those aspects of things too. So the picture is a little more complete than your previous comments imply it. So then, so then let me not imply that because I certainly was not trying to imply that, that, that we are unable to have, you're absolutely right. And I actually think that that's a pretty good metric, right? How much is moving onto and off of exchanges? So what I would ask you is, where is that metric being reported? Because that is not the metric that is on CoinMarketCap. You so rightly said... Glassnode, uh, Bitcoin Magazine, I think, has a, a pro service for that shit. Like on-chain analytics, looking at correlation to yes. price movements like that is a massive branch off of chain analysis industry at this point. Absolutely. And where can the where can the average retail trader, such as the person who is viewing coin market cap, what site can they go to right now and see that to see where the market has really decided? Just look around. I think lop.net has a massive list of different information resources and things you can look up. But just just Google like blockchain analytics, Bitcoin, or like like it, it's out there. Like there are Glassnode is one service. I don't know how much they uh, put out for free versus their paid subscription. Um, so have you? Time, so do you, time do you subscribe to that? Is do you subscribe to that? No, I don't. Uh, do you, do you, I, so I do you at, know the I, metric I that at, you're describing? Do you know that number? Do you, do, you, do you look at it regularly? Not regularly enough to look up the like, real-time statistics of it. Not even real-time. I'd say like over the, if it, like, when, was the, when was the last time that you saw like month over month? The, um, well, I mean, until this latest price jump, though, that was trending down. The number of coins held on exchanges was just going down for months on end until this like last price jump, and then things started flipping around. Well, I was more going on. I was more going on liquidity, right? Because liquidity is about uh, velocity of movement. So, like, really, what we're if we're looking at volume, right? If we're talking about liquidity, that's going to be about velocity, right? A day over day, how much is moving? Right. So I'm asking you that on-chain data that you're describing, which of course, absolutely there's, you could do the analysis on it. I'm just asking, since you've said that the market has decided, that would mean that that decision was based upon a metric that you're citing, which is liquidity. You're saying there's on-chain liquidity. I'm asking you, what is the on-chain liquidity for you to be able to say the market has decided? And you're telling me that you haven't seen the, the number. No, I'm not telling you I haven't seen the number, Ben. Well, what's the number? I haven't. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Well, what's the number? I mean, if you've seen the number, what's the number? No, dude, this the is number. like. This, this isn't a winning argument in the sense that it's uh, rational or logical. But it's a winning argument in the sense that you're getting destroyed in a debate where <laughs> uh, Cyprian has created a box and now he's got Shinobi in it and he's gonna he's gonna struggle to get out of it, which I think we're gonna 
going to see here. So this is something very important about debates, which is there's two there's two things simultaneously going on in a debate. There's one thing which is having the better argument and the other thing is being better at arguing right so here we're seeing an example of uh cyprian being better at arguing but that doesn't mean he actually has the better argument <laughs> i do love just the under the breath of jesus <laughs> like i feel like anytime i hear that i'm like okay this is a real person they, they get a little extra respect for me well he knows he's he knows he's being he knows he's being cornered so, <laughs> i don't know we'll see what's his houdini escape let's hear <laughs> such ridiculous just got you give me exact figures when you no, literally I, just I, I, acknowledge dude, a round number a round number a round number what round number like how many coins get deposited a day onto exchanges how many get drawn yeah, sure. off of exchanges and that aggregate between them they're, they're yeah. like what do you mean just give me the number the number of what like you, you're playing rhetorical games right now performative no you brought up of actually just discussing the matter i'm 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 dude if if you're gonna tell me that, hey, this metric says the market has decided, and the metric that you said was liquidity. Then you said that there is on-chain liquidity numbers, and those on-chain liquidity numbers are no, going then to what back I up your assertion. Price, I asked you, what's the number? What I said was the price, the market cap, in combination with the liquidity, uh -huh. demonstrate a choice by the market. And what you're doing is just continually trying to dive more and more into the minutiae of single little variables. Can in, I hop in? in? Can, can I hop in? in? Let me, can I hop in right yeah. quick? All right. Let's, let's just clear up some confusion from what I'm hearing. What I'm hearing is Shinobi has said the market has decided and he listed, I think, maybe three or four bullet points. And then Vin, I'm sorry, Cyprianus has come in and said, okay, let's break these down one by one. And when the first one you mentioned was liquidity. And I think what Cyprianus is trying to say is liquidity needs to be defined. And if we can say, hey, here's the liquidity of BTC, then maybe we can compare it to the real liquidity of another coin or something else and then decide, well, have the markets really decided? Because if we look at the true liquidity of BTC and not the market cap, we might see a different story. Is that correct? That's Every what I'm saying. coin. <clears throat> no, like, see, I think what this is, is just a fundamental misrepresentation of how pricing things work. Or okay, work. how does pricing like, you, things work? Everything economics is always, here. Everything is always priced on the margin. This is a classic. You can already see Cyprian's eyes lighting up here because this is a classic of BTC maximalists that they have this idea that they know quite a lot about economics. And so when, they, when they're getting pushed around a bit, they'll go back to this kind of <laughs> barely shallow level of economic knowledge and want to argue about that and you can already see uh cyprian he's already preparing another salvo because he knows he could just get shinobi to look like a complete idiot talking about economics it's it's kind of like the uh techno babble of 
people who aren't really engineers and then they just say a bunch of technical stuff and that can maybe work to a clueless audience but if you're debating an actual engineer you're just going to get wrecked and this is the same thing where it's a, a lot of this sort of pseudo uh, economics gets uh propounded about gets uh, mentioned but it doesn't hold up in a real debate against somebody especially somebody like cyprian who knows he's going to him say something stupid and then just tear it apart so i think that's what we're about to see here like it's not just all the money decides one thing the active money buying and selling something on the margins which is a very very small percentage of all the money that exists out there is pretty much how the prices of everything is set Correct. Like if there is a small group of people who want to pay more for something, the price will go up. You don't you will get you will get no debate. To- you will get no debate from either one of us about basic economics on price. I think everybody here everybody here will 100% agree with you on how price is determined. You will get no, no there are no see, communists here. The, the, the point though is like what what are you trying to do here? Are you so trying this, this to is what I'm trying actually to actually just simplify definitions before a discussion? No, let's no, let's be let's be clear. No, no, no. let's let's be let's let's be clear. You you made a statement. Your statement is the market has decided and yes, I've heard it has this. decided okay. right now that this is the most valued thing right now. It has objectively okay, decided so what, that. So what, that what the market has demonstrated by every economic dude, signal. You know, I haven't, right I haven't even started. Like, I have not disagreed with you at all yet. I know you're, you're, you're feeling like maybe I'm being antagonistic towards you. I have not disagreed with you. I am only no, I just, trying to like understand if, if, what if you're you want to simplify definitions, then let's just. Here we have some more debate trickery here is that uh, Cyprian's just getting under his skin to trigger him some more. This is a classic way of he's he can already he's got Cyprian, he's got uh, Shinobi a bit triggered. You can hear he's a bit <laughs> a bit rustled and a bit riled up. And if you then come in with the I'm not even disagreeing with you, man, that's just going to set, set him off even more. Right. And it's probably actually true. It's actually technically correct and what he's going to say is look i'm just trying to get get to the bottom of some definitions which is true but it's leaving out the the part that he he's deliberately kind of trying to kindle a fire here this is not some oh accident that uh you're getting a bit triggered (laughs) it's it's a very deliberate strategy i mean at this point they're both like pretty professional trolls right and maybe not troll would be the word that they use but well Shinobi, I guess, Brian Trolls. But, uh, yeah, I think Vin has had years of practice doing this at this point. But it's not, it's the, the point, uh, yeah, that I just want to be clear to the listeners is about is this, it, it's like, yeah, he's, he's maybe able to get the upper hand in the debate in terms of he's able to rile up Shinobi's emotions, but it's a little bit disappointing to see him trying to trying to win or trying to get some sort of bully clout in this discussion with that rather than like for instance if shinobi was not triggered or he was thinking thinking along these lines he could fire back and say look you're you're trying to say that you're not disagreeing with me because you're drawing fine lines about um about technicalities and about definitions when the whole point is we're actually trying to have a 
discussion. So can we move past that to find an actual point that we we disagree on? I did like Hotep Jesus though. His uh, interjection with his summary was actually pretty on point. I thought that was he he, he did a pretty good um, what do you call it neutral job of defining what they've what they've got into and he's clearly recognized that first initial point about there being four points about the liquidity and whatever those other metrics are and i expect that he'll probably bring that back later into the into the debate i would i would guess but if so i don't know how much more like ordinals was not going to be in that list at all so that's got to be in there somewhere and i don't really know how how Cyprian is going to do in terms of making a convincing case if he's just fighting with him over these four metrics that they said at the start. He he might be able to win on on argumentation, but I don't think it's actually a very strong logical case. Simplified definition. Okay. And so so, so can I? So, yes. So let's do it. Semantic. Okay. So let let's simplify it. The market has decided. Can you just say? The market has decided what, so that we can start. I did there. from the very beginning. Can, can you say I it to just me? 10 okay, seconds? The market ago has that decided this is the most valued thing in this space right now. It okay, objectively the, is. It has okay. been consistently in that place in the market, so and it's I not even not, just now. It's a long history of that. I will not disagree. I will not disagree. The market has decided. Let me be sure that I'll say it back because I don't think there's a disagreement. The market has decided that this is the most valuable thing in this space right now. And by this, you mean the BTC network. Is that correct? Yes, Bitcoin. But my point is that stated, the semantics about what is Bitcoin is irrelevant. The interesting thing, in my opinion, and the valuable thing for people listening to discuss is what are the differences in characteristics of these different things that have led a market to make that statement and how it prices things. Okay. That, I, I, I think I, let's do valuable. it. Let's do it. And, and I will, and I will do that with you and we can walk through that. Okay. But before we do, I want to say this and, 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 I hope that the same way that I am conceding to you that at this moment, and I think that there will be some Ethereum people who would disagree with that. And I think that there's some ways that we could do this metric that would say that the market has actually decided Ethereum is the most valuable, but I will concede to you. Well, because if we add up the, the market cap and liquidity of every single token that moves on the Ethereum network, it blows BTC out of the water, right? But we won't even do that. I will concede to, to Brian. I will concede to Brian that the BTC that BTC is the market has decided as a whole that it is the most valuable network of all of the networks. I will concede to you on that. No problem. Now, at this at this time. Now, what what can we acknowledge as we move forward because I think that this is important Brian, are you willing to acknowledge that markets that what a market has decided in a given moment as being the most valuable thing at that time does not mean that one year, two years, three years, 10 years into the future, that the market will be saying that the same thing is the most valuable thing. Yeah, of course not. That's okay, a so ridiculous statement. But we're also not looking at just right now in a vacuum. We are looking at 
how like how many years now? Shit, fourteen years mm-hmm. of consecutive moments saying that same thing. Yes. So that that is 100%. an important part to consider and contextualize 100%. it. One hundred percent. And like, you know, when when it comes to how markets move, though, will you concede that something can be I will take Blackberry as an example. Right. They had all of the market share in 2017. They don't exist now. And it took mere years after the okay, iPhone well, was then, introduced. Then I, I don't, don't mean to cut there. you off, but yes, of course I will acknowledge that. Okay, yeah. then let's move forward. Exactly then let's, why let's move forward. I want this conversation to be about the characteristics of these. Okay, let's do it. So, else, because there are reasons that moves like that happen. They didn't okay, just happen it. because they can happen. Let's do it. I'm uh, so I'd let so I, I want to hear why, and I think in this context we're we're bit we're bitcoiners, right? So it's like my first coins were on my first time running a node. My first coins were on BTC. My first code that I ever wrote, the first time that I ever broadcast a transaction with code that I wrote was on BTC, right? Um, so. Like I know you've been we're, around. I know you've been around. So the thing is, we're, we're Bitcoiners here. So what we're going to talk about and what we're going to debate is a series of decisions that have been made by different communities who are all Bitcoiners, right? Who all believe, I think that what everybody should understand is that we all believe that we are following Satoshi's vision, right? So whether, whether I think you're wrong or whether you think I'm wrong, let's at least acknowledge to each other right? That I believe that the decisions that I'm following along are following Satoshi's vision. And you just, you believe that as well. And that that sort of belief can lead to uh, no. different decisions. You don't no. believe that. I believe, I believe that you believe you are doing that. I don't give okay. a shit what Satoshi's vision was. Okay, good. He made okay, that's thing, good to know. He walked away know. from it. His tone of walking away was literally, you guys do what you want with this. All right, so we've had Vin finally, Cyprian, uh, finally get around to, okay, the market is literally just a, a snapshot in time and that BDC can and potentially will be dethroned. We also had him bring up the uh, angle that I said about Ethereum. That's just such a strong argument. And of course, in this case, uh, Cyprian pulled a bit of a fast one because he's kind of had his cake and eaten it too, where he wanted to say, let's do uh, BTC versus small blocks versus big blocks and kind of avoided getting into the whole crypto side of things. But then when it suited him, <laughs> suddenly he's, you brought in Ethereum as an example. So that that was a bit of a sneaky, sneaky move right there. And now he's now he's got another strong point that he's building here, which is, okay, do you agree that like this kind of argument to Satoshi's original intention is something that he is well prepared to absolutely win on. So it's kind of stupid, but also very telling if Shinobi says, like he just did that, oh no, Satoshi left and what he wanted or what he thought he was making doesn't matter. And he left it up to the users and the users have decided this. Well, like that's why Cyprian is making a big point about I started on the Bitcoin chain. I've been involved in all this stuff because then when uh, Shinobi says the users have decided, which is just another (laughs) version of the market has decided, then he can say, yeah, well, a lot of them decided to leave. What about that? What about all the Bitcoin OGs who left? What about all the ones who are working on other cryptocurrency 
projects? What what happened there? If it was the same project or it had the same vision, the same momentum, why did they all ditch? And in fact, it's conceivable, probably even likely, that more than half of if you took a snapshot of the BDC community as of you know 2015 or maybe even 2017, that more than half of those people would have moved on or changed their focus or are no longer primarily involved in pushing BTC. So it's pretty easy to make those grounds that we we can see the basis for a shift in the market and that what Bitcoin used to be is no longer what it is or what BTC, uh, you know, is no longer the original Bitcoin. That's That's essentially what this is going to wind its way around to. This thing, that's okay. not my decision. I do not care what Satoshi's vision was. I okay, care about what is the most impactful, valuable thing that can be done for people. Okay, okay, great. So, so Satoshi, what Satoshi intended for the protocol that he introduced, his, his intentions are of, you have, they're not a valuable thing to you in terms of making your decisions. Is that correct? No. Okay. Not at all. He he okay. changed his mind and proved himself wrong more times yes, than I can did. count in he the did. year or so that he was actively involved in development. He and did. 90% of what has been built and shown possible on this system are things that he could not even imagine, did not see coming at all in any of the shit that he wrote. He literally begged people when people figured out how to mine with GPUs please don't do this for a while until we can figure out how to not break this and make it centralized because he didn't see that coming. So maybe let me narrow, let me narrow then when I say Satoshi's vision, because I agree with you on what you just said, right? Which as a developer, like many, many times I have written protocols and then the thing I've written in the protocol, when I actually do the implementation and it runs, especially at scale, I realized the protocol has to be updated, right? Because what I wrote, I had some assumptions that at scale, they actually proved out that like, ah, no, nah, actually I was wrong on this, right? I'm more referring mm-hmm. to, let's narrow it, right? So, because you're right, let's narrow it. Uh, let's narrow it down to the, the white paper and the intention of what he's trying, because he lays out what he's intending to try to build. Let's get outside of the... Jeremy, you've been predicting all of the points so far, like before a minute or two before they come along. People are going to think, no, Jeremy did actually watch this beforehand. He knows all the, all the <laughs> but I, I genuinely, I just, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, it's just very obvious uh, <laughs> where, where things are going to go. I think. <laughs> the technical, because of course, things like longest chain, we know, no, it's most cumulative proof of work. Longest chain is not really right. How he describes transactions, we don't end up using transactions that that way, right? Like even even like the the idea of pay to, to public key, which is what he has in the white paper. You know, we use pay to public key hash as the the base now. We don't use that anymore. So like mm-hmm. I absolutely, right? Outside of the technical, I'm talking about the the fundamental intention of like what's the why behind why he's trying to build this? And overall, what's the motivation of what he's trying to do in the white paper? Would you say that that I'm calling that Satoshi's vision? So let me. Yeah, I mean that. That's why I said like I believe you think that at or okay. Like, just a note: this is terrible by Vin to keep banging on about Satoshi's vision. That's just the worst phrase to use because BSV exists. He should say 
yeah, Satoshi's intention or Satoshi's plan or goal, almost anything would be better than Satoshi's vision. And if I was Shinobi, I would be at least correcting that, if not trying to score some cheap points out of it. But anyway. <laughs> In the first place, like what he wanted to do was have money people can use that cannot be diluted and cannot be fucked with. And the entire disagreement through wait is that what he wanted to do yeah he wanted a censorship resistant decentralized cash that could not be diluted by money printers and could not be frozen or you could could not be used to censor people the entire root of this entire debate disagreement fracturing the blockchain into different forks and communities all that disagreement comes down to is how to do that to scale and accomplish that technologically that is the root of literally everything in terms of disagreement and the disagreement no disagree no disagreement for me you have not well here we go i don't know what shinobi's background is but i think he might have made a bit of a misstep here in saying technologically because i i'm not an expert on either of these guys technical background but i do know that vin is actually a software oh, cyprian is actually a software developer and he did used to um maintain i think he still does the badger wallet for bch which i think he now maintains on xcc and he's built some crypto sites and stuff like that so at least from my understanding i don't think shinobi is a developer so getting into the weeds of arguing the technical or engineering merits of the white paper with somebody who's a much better uh, technical developer than he is, is a very, very bad idea. Not said anything so far that I have disagreed with, right? So, so far, everything, every single thing that you've said, I have agreed with. Um, so, but I just want to be, I just want to be clear. Cause as we move forward, I will probably, because, and this is just for me, right? Like for me, Satoshi's intention is like, is crucial in terms of my orientation. I just want to make sure that as we move forward, that like, so that's clear so that I don't put too much of that onto this. Like Satoshi's intention in the white paper for you, that, that does guide you in terms of what you think is good or bad, or it doesn't guide you in terms of what you think is good or bad. No, not in the sense because it's what Satoshi said. It's because I think that's a valuable thing. Right, 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 right. Yes. I don't not because it's Satoshi. Not because it's Satoshi. Satoshi thinks, what he said, what he tried to do. I care about what is valuable and what is useful to people. What is actually going to accomplish something politically, socially, economically that is of value to people in a way that does not take advantage of them. Do not that disagree. What I do not about. disagree. Totally agree. But I'm asking you a specific question here, right? So I, I just because it's and and I know that you're. I, I know that I can be frustrating in this way, but I'm trying to frame this so that it's helpful. No, right? no. I, the those, concept. Those the goals, concept. Not because the goals, goals are goals. I find important. Yeah. Okay. That's all I was asking. Okay. I wanted to just make sure that we are speaking from the same. That we were trying to move toward the same destination. Right. So the goals that Satoshi lays out in the white paper of a purely peer to peer version of electronic cash would allow any two willing parties then to transact. I know the audience are a bunch of normies, but I'm an autist. So I'm sorry, Got but it. it falls to you to figure out how to bridge that. 
Okay, so that's what I'm trying to do, brother. I'm here. I'm, I'm here. I'm trying to do it, man. I know you're a super smart guy, right? And I know that you know a lot about these systems. Some of these, some of the parts of the systems, like when we start talking about layer two, you know a lot more than me because I've never decided, I've never worked on layer twos, right? Because I've just worked on layer one. So it's like, so I want to be sure that we could get into a lot of this different stuff. I just want to make sure. So we are both Bitcoiners. Never mind Satoshi the man, but the concepts that were presented, that's what we're both working towards, right? Peer-to-peer electronic cash. The NSA is a man. (laughs) Well, it's men. It could be men, whoever it is, right? But peer-to-peer, a truly peer-to-peer version of electronic cash that would allow any two willing parties. I, I heard a little giggle in there. But I really hope that was just a joke. Like, why would you, if you genuinely believe that Bitcoin was created by the NSA, why the hell would you ever get involved? Well, because the idea stands on its own, right? I mean, I don't, I don't mind who created. There's no problem with the NSA creating Bitcoin. The problem is if if the NSA created Bitcoin and it has a vulnerability that only they know about, that's. Yeah. That's a problem, but that's a different thing to, I mean, that's, that's probably likely you would definitely be concerned about that if that was the case. Right. Yeah. But if I, that's the premise of why Bitcoin has lasted as long as it has, it's all open source. It's all transparent. There's no hidden section of the, the white paper or hidden. If somebody, if the maths didn't add up, then anybody should, and hopefully would have found that, that vulnerability. Right. Yeah, uh, real quick, Fawad, they didn't create encryption. Like, encrypt- cryptography has been around for for probably a few centuries at this point. <clears throat> uh, I'm sure, like, modern cryptographic algorithms were created by military specialists and that kind of thing. Um, and I suppose we can use Tor as a parallel here because that was, I'm pretty sure, originally a research project between both the military and, like, MIT or some bullshit. Um, so I, I guess... Sure, there's plenty of people that use Tor that have uh, the opposite intention <clears throat> to what like the NSA would 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 desire or uh, believed would happen with this. But yeah, yeah, shot two fifty. Yeah, yeah, I, I get you there. But I think the concept stands on its own, and I think if I knowing what I know now about how the past you know, five years have gone, if I thought that the NSA created Bitcoin, I'd be like, it's a panopticon. I don't want to be involved in that. I don't want to be like, there's, I would much rather be involved in Monero if I thought that the government had a finger on the button, so to speak. Well, that just comes down to what they're arguing about, right? Which is the the value of the, the creator. And probably, I don't know enough about it, but this is where you could get into this whole, there's a whole areas of English literature and stuff about does the intention of the author matter in writing a certain novel and how should a reader, you know, does JK Rowling get to decide what, what is the true backstory of Harry Potter or did she just write the books and now they exist as their own separate thing and people with their own agenda can read it in a different way. You know, that's a philosophical debate as old as time itself. So trying to get to the the bottom of that here is going to be going in circles to some extent, but you, I, I just can't help but feel that Shinobi's walking on thin ice here because uh, Cyprian is 
directly quoting out parts of the Bitcoin white paper to him, which he seems to be unaware of. That's that Vin is uh, Cyprian is just saying these <laughs> phrases. He's using very deliberate phrases from the original um, white paper. So as much as this is a religious argument, uh, Cyprian probably has the technological advantage and he probably also knows the scripture better. So. <laughs> and has this kind of religious, like pseudo-religious background to be like, like I'm sure they've he's had this exact conversation with other religious uh, 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 theology interested people that are like, yeah. does who wrote the Bible matter? Who do you think wrote the Bible? Yeah. And just gone on what are the interpretations of blah, blah, blah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, but he, I, I mean, I, the one thing I do wish that he would stop saying, I totally agree with you, man. I totally agree with you. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Stop trying to make it this. And I'm just trying to phrase it for the audience. No, you're not. Let's, let's, let's dispense with that uh, <laughs> illusion, right? But, Obviously, it serves his purpose to try because he's trying to position himself as I am the good guy in this in this discussion and use that to subtly add credibility to his point. And that's that's irrelevant. And actually, you're you're trying to win a debate. So let's just be <laughs> upfront about that. So can we sum up like the points that we're 40 minutes in? So it's like what the argument is about, the points that they have made, and then run a quick ad break. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Did you want to do that that summary? Have you got uh, so in I'm, mind for that, uh, or do you want me to do it? So I still maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention. But what the hell are they arguing about? Is it Bitcoin versus shit coins? Is it small blockers versus big blockers? Did they agree on what the hell they're arguing about? Well, I think essentially, Hotep Jesus made the the best point. Is they started out with Shinobi essentially trying to say. BTC is the best because it has the best market cap liquidity and a couple of other things. Then they went on to a tangent for about 15 minutes arguing over what is market cap. So the argument is what is liquidity? BTC versus shitcoins. Yeah, roughly. I think it yeah, it was just BTC versus everything. That's and Shinobi kind of traps himself in that way where if you know <laughs> that's cutting off a lot of avenues which is what we saw with uh syrian bringing in ethereum at a convenient moment uh that seemed to be more the debate and it's moved on to the semantics the intention of bid which is much stronger ground for cyprian as well and they're now getting around to the white paper and what was actually being created so i, I assume we're about to see a bunch of discussion about what actually is bitcoin and this is where Cyprian's just going to be able to win with no question because if you read the white paper, it's clearly not BTC. And at some point, I assume ordinals will get uh, get get mentioned. I know uh, Cyprian's got that one in the chamber. So it's to transact directly without going through a financial institution. That's what we're about, right? Both of us. Yeah, that's the goal. Yep. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Okay, so then let's so let's do it, man. So talk about talk about how we maybe because maybe we can start it with the block size debate. Maybe if you want to break down for people like what what was the problem that was encountered? And then maybe if you want to represent what the two sides said the solution was. And I think that's probably a good way to start because that'll frame off all the You want to place bets right now on whether or not Vin's gonna be like no, so what you're saying is, like, just reframe it. 
<laughs> very highly likely but it, it, it's just it's just we've we've come 35 minutes forward and haven't got past that exact point that i said at the start that uh we're going to rehash the block as was why because the problem has not been resolved and bdc hasn't won to the extent that they did win or get control of the narrative it was through censorship rather than truth or logical debate and so the pesky thing about the truth is that it doesn't stop being the truth it doesn't just go away so as they get into these arguments uh shinobi is just he's just got the weaker side basically and he's going to struggle because in a scenario where he can't censor <laughs> vin's argument cyprian's arguments he's not going to be able to win and he's used to discussing people who don't know these issues as well or better than he is he's used to preaching to like people who have never heard the other side of the argument to begin with i really so. wish we could see a, an honest debate where it was like listen i don't give a shit what you think this is bitcoin because i said so and that's all that matters to me it's like it, this is bitcoin changed my mind and then walk through the step-by-step -step shit but to be like well like it just seems like a bunch of nitpicking teenage girl bullshit that i don't care about like ugh. what's going on we're watching well, some people uh debate btc versus everything yeah well it is it is very it's just like any religious uh discussion or, or debate obviously you and i care about this question a lot what is bitcoin so does cyprian so does shinobi right that, and and maybe that that nitpicking is going to go on that's why i like the whole uh schism type of analogy to religion because those those debates can go on for hundreds of years and are only proven in reality as one side or another slowly gains traction in the world because if they have a better idea then over longer periods of time that should grow to prominence but the minority forks are never out of it unless they actually completely die Right. I am earlier to what you said about proof of work chains. What we've seen is that very bullishly for Bitcoin, all forks, the uh, proof of work stuff is very, very resilient, even in the face of quite a, quite a lot of issues. So it's very hard to kill a cryptocurrency. Yeah, I am kind completely. of curious too. like, you know, with uh, with religions like there have been like it's, you know, at times ended in blood uh, ended and it's still perpetuating. Right. But like people have died over these silly ideas. Um, and I'm, I'm curious, like, will we ever see something like that in crypto? Where, like I know in episode like a, a while ago, we talked about eventual crypto wars. Um, but I wonder. Yeah, I really wonder if people are willing. To to and I don't want to see this, but just start aggressively, like in real life fighting. And I do, and this is a fucking tangent that I'm just too caffeinated and probably shouldn't even bring up. But I wonder how much of the drama that we've seen in St. Martin recently has been political war bullshit, where it's like, we don't like, and again, I'm sorry for bringing this up real quick. Plan Marcus, when St. Kitts and St. Martin first put out the thing that was like, we're looking into making Bitcoin Cash as legal tender. Plan Marcus on Twitter was like, this is a problem. I'm on top of this shit. Then Bryson kind of, not necessarily pivots, but adds this like, oh, well, we're going to use Tron because there's a, uh, uh, 
There's a precedent. There we go. Precedent in uh, Dominica and Plan Marcus puts out another tweet that's like, you can't just take your, you can't just like, uh, oh fuck, I, I wish I had it like ready. But it was like, just because uh, Justin's son bribes you with all this Tron doesn't mean you can uh, like make the people of your island suffer. And then there's this arrest rumor and he's like, oh, it's because Roger is bribing you. And it's like, this Plan Marcus guy just hates the fact that St. Martin is looking into anything other than BTC. And to know that he has connections with uh, Samson Mao and they they have political goals, like it pisses me off so much. Like, don't do this shady backdoor shit. I wish I would much rather people just physically fight in the meat space than like hire politicians and private fucking militias and all this bullshit. Oh my god, it pisses me off so much. I'm but just- that's the that's the point. That's what that's what Bitcoin is all about, right? It's an informational warfare. Clearly, whoever has decided to attack or push back against cryptocurrency adoption in whatever way everything from paul krugman to every person who you've ever met who says bitcoin is not real money whatever way they've decided clearly a a, a military attack is not possible there's never been any raids on mining farms to try and shut them down or if there is they're not public knowledge to my knowledge and nor so i don't think it's even been attempted but even if it had it clearly wasn't effective uh so it is just all about politics and economics and sociology. It's an informational battleground rather than a, a physical one. Yeah, I get that. I just, uh, like, there's a, there's a lot of areas where I wish people would just be more civil. And then there's a lot of areas where I think over-socialization is more dangerous than being less civil and just putting your dukes up, getting it done with. <laughs> Some direct, uh, direct physical consequences often. Yeah. <laughs> Changes the because it's, of things. Yeah. It's, it's more costly than intellectual debates and hiring like lobbyists and politicians and stuff. When you see people in physical suffering, people are reminded, oh, this is a big deal. Like, and I don't think there's too many degrees of separation when you go through this extra, what I'm calling over-socialized arguments, I guess. Well, that comes to the advanced status of human civilization and Bitcoin's potential to free us all from war by making, (laughs) uh, what's it called, energy level uh, violence an inefficient way to uh, acquire resources, but... Uh, that's that's by the by. Let's let's crack on with this debate. Yeah. <laughs> Decisions that are made after that. Well, what Bitcoin does at the root of the protocol is effectively provide a way to prove that some arbitrary data did not get reassigned in ownership from one person to another person multiple times. Because if you cannot have a way to do something as final and guaranteed to have only happened a single time as handing somebody a physical cash note, then you can't have money digitally that doesn't depend on some authority to decide when a transfer happened or not. That's fundamentally impossible to do without that guarantee. That's what the blockchain That's what mining and proof of work guarantee is a way that you can see that that thing that I want to spend 
or that I'm receiving when somebody wants to spend it to me only got given to me and not copied a million times and handed out all over the place. Cause if anybody can do that, this is worthless. Like, why am I going to use this as money? Why am I going to value this in any way? And the whole contention was over whether you can actually verify and know that something changed hands once and only once and didn't get copied into infinity without actually having your own machine validating all of the transactions that happen as they happen and guaranteeing that this thing, Bitcoin, stays scarce, that nobody can just print it out of thin air and give it out all over the place, and that the monetary supply stays the same and never changes. And the entire disagreement at its root was whether it was important for every person using that system to be able to do that themselves on their own hardware, or whether it was okay for them to trust other people to check that for them, and just hope that there is enough people. Right, so this is a pretty interesting way of attacking it, and it's coming to the whole nodes. Uh, we are the node operators, which is the classic shinobi position. And I think this is one that Cyprian is probably going to be willing to take because fundamentally this was the root of the debate. And it's pretty easy to sort of debunk, I guess, in in theory, because if the all he needs to do is just make an answer. Is it better and more resilient for Bitcoin to have 10 million daily transactors and uh, 100,000 nodes, or is it better to have uh, 10,000 users with 10,000 nodes, right? Or oh, hang on, have I got the numbers there right? Yeah, so essentially, <laughs> is it better to have a huge pool of people with a smaller percentage, but a larger real number running nodes? Or is it better to have a kind of <laughs> dedicated cult where everybody runs a node, but that system isn't scalable and being on the more engineering side of the scale, that's that's where he should be attacking because you are then essentially cornering uh, Shinobi into admitting either that Bitcoin will not be able to serve large numbers of people and therefore it's just a matter of time until a competitor is able to provide that, whether by improvements in hardware or improvements in software or improvements in marketing, whatever it is, right? Or... If it's or you have to say, well, it's going to get into second layers. That's what he's going to say is no, but we can scale on lightning. And then from there, uh, Cyprian can say, well, then you're giving up custody of your funds because there's no way to have a large pool of users non custodially without increasing the block. There's just no way it's 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 impossible. So that's that's where i think the argument is going to go probably I, I think too like if they do get into the node stuff they're going to get into the well is there much value in validating past transactions or what is the value proposition of this compared to enforcing consensus right like i really don't think and I say this as someone that runs a validating node. I really don't think there's a hell of a lot of value to the average consumer to be like, yeah, the rules match the rules that people agreed about six months ago. Like, because something can happen, I'm not going to 
be aware of anything more than a split. I still have to figure out what the rules are for each chain and to decide for myself if I want to be a part of that. I don't know. I do. Well, I hope really, we get there. really, what it, what it comes down to, and I think the angle that Cyprian needs to take is that the Bitcoin as an invention is about social consensus, and really, it operates at the layer of people. The real nodes are people's brains, right? Because at the end of the day, this only has value if you will accept it as money. If if, if you want to trade something and the other person will willingly accept it, that's that's actually what matters. So Shinobi and his uh, laser eyes guys, they sort of see Bitcoin as this perfect invention that exists kind of in the physical network of the infrastructure. But that's that's not really the case at all, because if you told me I can switch off all of the tech that runs Bitcoin or I can switch off the idea of Bitcoin in the minds of everyone who likes Bitcoin, the clearly switching off the idea would actually kill it. Switching off the network wouldn't work because they would just start up some new nodes or they would start some new new miners. So really, when anything happens, like with the chain splits, that's a that's a question of the social idea in people's minds diverging. That happens before the technical split happens. And we've seen that again in BCH with uh, BSV and, and eCash as well, too, right? So the, that's that's the whole point. Bitcoin is an idea more than it. And that's where the whole Bitcoin is a protocol type of argument comes in rather than it's it's not the actual physical machines running it. Not to mention the fact that the point of Bitcoin mining is to ensure that people don't need to run a node in order to have a high degree of uh, confidence that the rules have not been broken. And that's where the white paper has the section on simplified payment verification and Merkle proofs, which again, Cyprian is going to be far better placed to argue with Shinobi about, uh, which Shinobi might not be expecting. So, Doing that, who are honest, that nobody's lying to you. That was the entire root of the disagreement. And I, I think that if people can't validate that, that themselves on their own device that they control, that just becomes a slippery slope of how long does it take for the group of people everyone is trusting to do that for them becomes so small that there's, there's effectively no point in this. It's, no different than banks. It's no different than what we have now. There are people in charge of what happens, what is allowed to happen or not. And there's no option. The entire value to me is that I can, on this little tiny box on my desk, verify all of that myself and not have to trust somebody else to not start bullshitting or grifting and printing money out of thin air because everyone who's checking that's all cool with it because we're all in on it and shit like that. If I can't check that shit myself, then to me, it's worthless. And what would be the decision that, that could be taken or the change that would be made that would uh, and what would be the result? So in terms of if we're talking about the block size debate, I like I, I don't necessarily agree like that. That's what the argument was over. But that's what everybody any two people who are arguing, they're arguing about different things. I, I'm willing to concede that that was what your side believed the argument was over. And I think that's valid. It's perfectly fine. I run my own nodes, too. So like I I couldn't run my business if I couldn't validate my own transactions. Right. So 
Uh, so I'll agree that that's a, a valuable thing. What would be the change or what was the change or the fear? Let's say the fear um, or the ap- apprehension or the, the, the thing that was not supposed to be done that would have risked your ability to validate your own transactions. What, what, what was, what was In, that? Increasing the box size. And increasing why, the and amount of transactions. Okay. Be, because it's my desktop cannot process the same amount of information that a Google data center can. And so if you say yes. there are more than this amount of transactions allowed per block, that gets more and more expensive in terms of your computer needing to do work to verify. And after a point, it, it's literally just mathematically impossible for your computer to verify all that because more data keeps getting added faster than your computer can verify it. And it's literally mathematically impossible for your own device to ever actually verify what's going on. Okay. So and let me, let my me concern over that is, is just, you completely start breaking the system. You, you yes. can't even know how much money you supposedly own unless somebody else's massive server lets you connect to them and lets you ask how much money you own. And it can even lie to you about that. It can withhold information mm-hmm. from that. It could print money out of thin air if everybody else running those servers was cool with it. And nobody without one of those servers would ever be able to tell that happened. No disagreement. No disagreement. At that point, what's the point of this? Okay. So, so so let me see if, let me see it. And I just want to flesh this out like a little bit for the audience, right? Just so that they can maybe understand, because some of them don't know the blockchain, right? So, and, and if at any point you disagree with what I'm saying, go ahead and and just like stop me and be like, no, and and correct me. Okay. Mm -hmm. So just so that everybody knows every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network, well, let's start before that. Transactions are moving throughout the network, being relayed by the nodes, which is what Shinobi is is talking about here, being relayed by the nodes. When you make a Bitcoin transaction from out of your wallet, not from an exchange between exchange uh, participants, nothing moves on the blockchain then, but from out of your non-custodial wallet and you make a, or your lightning wallet, right? Nothing is going to move on the Bitcoin blockchain then until until you have the, the closeout of your channel. But when you make a transaction, it's going to move and all of the nodes are going to store that in like a cache, a queue. It's called the mempool. And they're going to wait until, and this includes the nodes that are mining. When a miner gets the, you know, finds the, the hash, completes the proof of work, he's going to take all of the transactions that are there and he's going to timestamp them. And we call that a block. So every transaction, it's supposed to be every 10 minutes. It's every 10 minutes on average, people can can go and look up how proof of work and mining operates if they want to do that. But let's just say we've got all these transactions. They're going to be stamped now that necessarily. So basically, there is necessarily a a, a natural sort of bottleneck that comes with doing something this way. And the the natural bottleneck is there's only a certain number of transactions that could be put in there. And not only transactions, but also complexity of transactions, because you can't just make, there's not just a single type of transaction you can make in Bitcoin. You can make some very complex transactions that actually take double, triple, sometimes 10 times the amount of time for that machine to be able to process and validate than just your average transaction, even though it may not be 10 times the size. 
So we've got this natural bottleneck of there's a fixed, a set number of transactions that a machine of a certain set of capabilities, right? A system that has a certain number of resources, whether that's memory, uh, processor power, whatever can process and also storage, right? Because at a certain point, all of these transactions go on. They all have a certain size. Every block, the blockchain, which is just a long string of these blocks stored as actual data, gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So the bigger each block that goes in, the bigger this blockchain gets. So you've got limited resources of a node, right? So if you've got a little tiny machine, you have limited um, processor, limited memory, and limited hard drive space. The more transactions per block, the more of that it's going to take. But so here's the trade-off. The trade-off is if you limit the block size, you are able to enable more people to use less powerful devices to validate the chain themselves without relying on somebody else. As if you increase the cap, on the number of not it's not the number of transactions but it's the size of the block that's allowed what happens over time is that and the bigger it gets you start cutting off the minimum system requirements it's like a, like people are used to that when they play video games right where it'll say hey here's the minimum system requirements you have to have to be able to run this game otherwise it won't run so bitcoin developers have this trade off situation do we want it to run on the maximum number of machines? If we do, we have to limit the number of transactions that can come in every 10 seconds, which means we have to limit the total number of uh, 10 minutes, which means we have to limit the total number of transactions per second on average. Or they say, well, here's the trade-off. If we want to have more throughput, in other words, we want to allow more people to use this, this network for transactions, and we want more transactions to go into the blockchain. That's necessarily the trade-off is going to be that we're going to cut off, depending on how big we allow these blocks to get, we're going to cut off what computers can run this thing, right? And this was the block size debate. It was between two different groups, fundamentally. One group, as Shinobi said, saw the highest value and the most importance in, no, the maximum number of people need to be able to validate this themselves. That's the most important thing. If we, if we lose that, we're going to lose all the value of Bitcoin. The other side said, well, if, but if we limit the number of transactions, then just, just, just real quick, number ben, of people I, can, can uh, less people can use it for commerce. This Real quick, is, Ben, is I, I just want to tack on to, okay, no, it's just, on. I want to tack something on to the okay. comment about wanting the most people to verify it themselves. Oh, That's ahead. also part of it, but a, a huge part of it is I want to be able to validate it for myself. Right, I want to know and you don't want that to spend that money 5, I have is, is, is really there. And you and don't want to spend $5,000 a month, valuable. right? And you don't want to spend $5,000 a month. You want to be able to do it on an affordable machine, right? Yes, because to me, right. to people like me, the entire point is, well, I want something that I don't have to trust. Any I'm really curious where people get some of these hardware. Like he's pulling out this $5,000 a month thing. You can buy a used server for two grand, which 
is, you know, mo a lot to the good majority of the world. I'll acknowledge that. But that's a one-time upfront cost, and then the rest of your cost is electric. Like, and I say that from experience, like, you don't need the newest server if you want crazy compute power. You can get something a decade old and still quadruple your compute power to a pretty damn good desktop. And, like, people are already spending $1,000 on gaming desktops. I don't get the issue. And I don't understand these, like, okay, 5,000, 12 months, $60,000 a year to run a node? No. Maybe, maybe three grand. Like, with gigabyte sized blocks like i don't i i don't know i don't i just don't get it it seems like well, bullshit. I mean, yeah i mean it is but it kind of comes down to the fact that what cyprian's trying to set up what, it, what he doesn't even need to win the argument on the precise numbers which is very ironic because it's the opposite of what it started out with that quibbling over the exact numbers of the market cap and the, the on-chain liquidity right but he doesn't need to win the argument all he needs to do is get shinobi to acknowledge that one megabyte for the rest of time isn't isn't a viable or a smart rational solution which should be pretty obvious because you can just say well in a hundred years the one megabyte of data still be that much money. No, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and so then he's just screwed. So that then you're essentially making the point that, okay, well, Bitcoin will be able to run on more and more and more nodes as it becomes less and less relevant to real world computing, which is why, like you say, the video games comparison that Cyprian brings up as well too, is a good one. Like nothing lasts in perpetuity just because you make a one-time investment and then forget about it. That's a nonsense. In the real world, things take maintenance and upkeep. So the cost is, the debate is where should the burn of that system fall on the on the user base right and partly it has to fall on the node operators if you want to run a bitcoin node and have your super validating whatever there's going to be some cost it's not going to be zero dollars that this laptop that you bought in 2009 is going to work until the rest of time if you want to stay an active participant you're going to take some investment now it doesn't have to be a lot like you're saying but it's clearly not going to be zero and so, yeah, Cyprian, uh, again, he doesn't even have to make a, an argument that Bitcoin Cash or XCC or BSV has the correct block size, because as soon as you're into arguing over what is the right limit, let's do a rational analysis of current available machines, projected hardware growth, blah, blah, blah. As soon as you're into that, you've already, that's big block is a one. <laughs> that's what the big block side is. Why is there so much, do you think, there's so much um, like focus on... Yeah, keeping the the cost to validate low. And then especially considering there isn't the fo like we've already accepted that ASICs control mining. What what why wasn't there a massive like pushback we need to allow everyone to be able to mine their own sh like well, there was. That's why there was all the whole the whole China FUD and the whole Jihan's ASIC boost was taking over the network. But that's that's where that element comes in. But of course, that's now been sort of swept under the rug because at the same time, the argument is, well, BTC has all the hash rate, therefore equals best, right? So <laughs> that's trying to have have both sides of the argument, right? But the reason that they want a uh, it's what Shinobi was saying. I think it's a philosophical point. 
I think that I should be able to validate it. And it, it's like arguing with a child, right? It's like if a child decides I want to sit on this point of the ground and not move because I'm having a tantrum, nothing else in the argument really matters. The only point from the child's perspective is you can't make me. That's the, and that, there is something to that, right? In yeah, the yeah. sense that the American revolution was fought over, you cannot tax us just, and Bitcoin itself, it certainly has an element of that, just like we we're talking about the, with the war, just uh, no, fuck you, don't tread on me, right? There's a lot of that uh, going on with Bitcoin. And so people like Shinobi are just on the far end of that and they just want to be antagonistic or what was called disagreeable. They want to be disagreeable on that exact one point. So when Cyprian or anybody else is trying to have a rational discussion with them about the merits of an, an engineering system to provide end utility to users, they're not going to hear any of that because in their mind, all they're hearing is the utility is you can't make me. <laughs> and that, that, that's what they're optimizing for. Yeah, I just don't understand why that's the hell to die on. Like if I were going to say that we, we like I would say uh, trying to sustain more equal distribution through keeping mining restricted to CPUs is a better hill to die on than we need to allow Raspberry Pis to validate transactions that already happened and will continue to happen regardless of if my node exists or not. Well, yeah, I think I think it's just the same thing. It just comes down to these kind of philosophical points. If you dig deep enough on what is truth and who decides what is the truth. And obviously it's not true that uh, you need to store the entire blockchain history because of Merkle proofs. And also because as BCH is hopefully moving towards, I saw, by the way, a bit of an aside that hopefully in the... 2023 upgrade obviously we're having cash tokens and a few other things the 2024 upgrade i saw some people talking about utxo commitments might be something that uh is kind of coming up on the agenda as people start to think oh maybe it's time to do this right and that would mean that then the initial block download uh, you could backfill rather than um work from you know block zero to block x instead you can start at block x and work backwards which means that you can spin up a node quickly and then have it backfill the, the rest of the information, which would solve a lot of these problems, right? But uh, that, 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 that puts the lie to the idea that, well, if you don't have the entire blockchain history, you don't have anything because it, it kind of gets into like sharding. What if you had sharded nodes that you could have 10 nodes that each were storing a, a portion and then they all synced up themselves? Like, well, I guess that comes into scaling. So there's a lot that that goes into this, but the the sticking point, the hill to die on, like you say, from Shinobi's point of view, is just that he needs to be able to start up his machine, his laptop that is special because he's got it or whatever, and run it from zero to X, and that that is the um, religiously adhered to truth because it, it does have to be about truth, you know, uh, there can be no tiny imperfection in the blockchain. That's what it's arguing about. These ones and zeros are correct. And we have strong objective evidence for that in the terms of all the proof of work mining invested. Where Cyprus needs to get inside that loop is say, yes, but the reason the proof of work is valuable is because of the economic energy that was put into it. That's why you trust that, because you know that a lot of people put a lot of money into it, which they couldn't have done without putting that 
that money and you're not trusting the nodes so much as you're trusting the economic incentives of all the the effort that's gone into it, which is why ASIC centralization in, in quotation marks is not also the be all and end all because that was just more money poured into the system. Uh, I was reading in the Bitcoin Cash Node Telegram, Bitcoin Cash Autist made a post. Oh, I think it's just about getting blocks through an RPC call. Okay, never mind. I just saw, yeah, like a little sample post that he did where it was. Oh, of course. Well, if it if it, if it comes to the the validity or the possibility of what exactly is the right block size, that's an area that needs a lot more work. And I'll be upfront about that. I mean, I'm roughly aware of the sort of numbers, but there's a ton of work that I would love to do at which the Bitcoin Cash community as a collective can and is and will do in order to properly assess this stuff, to archive somewhere, you know, on the Bitcoin Cash podcast FAQs and so on. What are the current technological limits? How did we get to those numbers? What is feasible? What's the cost to run it? Blah, 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 blah. I would love to see a full breakdown of all that stuff. I don't know. There's probably scattered about. There's different bits of information, but I don't know there's a comprehensive collection of it. But that's that's the, that's the whole point of this. That's the step after this debate that Shinobi and Cyprian is having. As long as Shinobi is still stuck in his worldview of one megabyte forever, essentially, then it doesn't matter what evidence and research and all that can be can be collected. It's never going to convince him, and it's never going to be relevant to Bitcoin BDC. So it's just that the BCH community, and that's where people don't understand that to some extent the progress of BDC, even as Bitcoin has become a bigger name and so on, stopped in 2017. That's why, you know, the network affected all that. It's it's irrelevant because they just haven't, you know, you can't move on to problem two until you fix problem one. And they're still stuck at problem one, which is how do we raise the, the block size? <laughs> or, and then there's meta problems of how do we get political consensus and how do we get everybody on board with this vision and so on and so forth. But, you know, if you look at it as a history, BDC essentially stopped in 2017. And that's why BCH, even though it's much smaller and and whatever, it, it that, that problem was fixed. And then what happened? We moved on to the next problem. How do we operate as a minority chain? We have a better difficulty adjustment algorithm. We change the address formats. And then we fix those problems. And then what was the next problem after that? What what are the safe scaling limits? And then we got 8 megabyte blocks moving up to 32 megabyte blocks and research on 256 megabyte blocks. Okay? And then what was the thing after that? It was... Uh, canonical transaction ordering and then uh, introspection. How do we drive more demand on our chain? Well, we're going to have encrypting capabilities. And then uh, now we've got cash tokens, right? Which is a similar, similar vein. So it's just, these are all problems that the community is working on and solving so that we can move on to the next one. But that's all irrelevant if you're still, you know, if you're still a hundred meters into the race and you've yeah. broken your leg and you're lying on the ground, it doesn't matter who's running way down the track. If you're still, lying there with a broken leg believing that you've already won <laughs> so the the context seems to be that it's a block dump um but he says eight threads 12 core xeon entire chain so zero to seven hundred eighty thousand uh dumped via rpc with uh the verbosity set to three which is i think the second to last most verbose uh 1.6 terabytes copied 
at 218 megabytes a second. So I'm sure you'd have some like uh, IO limitations if you got a shitty hard drive or something. Uh, but he's like, now this is some performance, two hours for the entire chain. And if that's the block dump, I'm sure, I don't know if it exists now. Maybe it does. I've never used it, but we'll have a situation where you can get the entire chain from a verified source. If you don't want to sync from scratch, which, you know, shitty computer could take a week or it could take a month if we were like really get out a couple of years, then yeah, you'll have these people who are dumping the entire the entire chain with as much data as they can. It'll take the however many hours to download based off of your internet connection speed being the, the, the limiting factor. Less about like latency between nodes and how many hops do you need to be able to get this data. Um, and then you just continue from there. And it's not like a block every 10 minutes. What? Yeah, we should. I Okay. I would love to see the technical information on if you have this many transactions in a block and you already have the IBD done, you need this compute power to get this complexity with this many trans. Like, it'd be good research. Maybe we already have yeah, that too we, we, out of the loop. Yeah, well, some of it definitely exists. I think it's just all scattered about. And that's something that we can do as part of the podcast, right? Is at some point when I've got the time and effort, you know, which is among the million other things, is we will do a full comprehensive technical compilation of what are all these resources so that people can go and check out the the numbers and the resources and stuff that themselves you know we'll do some episodes where we get back on some of the devs we've had or maybe other devs who are specialized in this area i don't know and we walk through all these the latest numbers and the latest breakdown so that a lot of that is missing from the bitcoin cash community and that's maybe part of the reason why it's not as convincing a case as it could be why because the community has been busy arguing over different things having political disagreements blah 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 blah. there hasn't been the free bandwidth you know, pun intended in the community's mind space to create these compelling documents showing here's the full breakdown blah blah blah. publish it on twitter if you're a bc maximus take a look at these numbers and tell us where we're wrong you know that that kind of thing is it's something i would love for the community to, to do i would love to do it uh, myself it's just a question of how and when we have the time to do it. All right, I'm going to take another quick piss break, but I'll keep this playing, and I don't like, I'll be quick enough. Anybody yes. can know this is legit. I have this. I can use this. But the argument now, would be, the talking, argument you would start be, talking numbers like five grand a month. Yeah. Dude, like j- just to be able to have this thing and know without having to trust anybody, mm-hmm. 100%. This is mine. I control this. I can mm-hmm. spend this. I can use this. Like that starts. Like that's insane to me because that's the entire value of this to me. Right. And I and, have and to pay it, five grand a month to do that. Like that's exactly. Nuts. And what that would do is it would limit the number of people who could afford it. Right. Yeah. So so it would and, reduce the number of people who could run their own node. Yes, and that's the that's more expensive. The that's how pricing trade-off. works, right? That's how that, pricing no, but works. See, the the fundamental. But see, here's the thing, though. Like to tack on your comment about the trade off between developers. Yeah, go ahead. I think you ignored the aspect of keeping it cheap to validate potentially makes it more expensive to use the more people who find that valuable because well, you actually have to pay the fees to spend it. And my whole, my whole argument here, 
um, that, that we kind of touched on on Twitter a little bit. Wait, but could you expand is, on that? Why why does keeping it easy to validate make it more expensive to use? Because that's actually important. That's an important the, part the, of the debate. The less space there is to transact, right. the more expensive it gets when more people want to transact. Why? Versus the space there, because it's effect, it's effectively an open auction. It's an open yes. bidding market. And if you really want to use that space, soon you're going to have to pay top dollar for it. And yeah, so let me so let so let me just hold, hold on hold on I'm going to No 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 just really quick I want to okay. just put this in your head. Go ahead. Not and viewers who can keep up now you'll have a preview of where I want to take this. But this is fundamentally I think the root of the disagreement about on-chain scalability. Go ahead. To me it's not about just making blocks bigger. So you can stuff more transactions in them. It's yes. about creating more scalable ways to control a Bitcoin, to spend a Bitcoin in groups without any room for people to steal money or mm -hmm. just disrupt and cause problems. That, to me, is base layer scalability. It's not about just make that space bigger so more people can fit in it. It's we agree. Make that space more efficient to use. Like Lightning, Lightning is two people co-controlling a single Bitcoin and pre-signing things with a checks and balance where they can call bullshit. Well, hold, hold on. Before we get, before we go to, before we go to L2s, before we go to L2s, can we, can, like I said, this was more for you than, than the No, but, but I agree with you. The goal, and the and goal I've never, I have no people. problem with, I have more, no problem with layer twos. Zero. Zero. I also no, don't believe just, in. The last sentence is key. It's about lightning is just two people. Let's figure out how to get 10 people in an arrangement like that that's safe and secure. Let's figure out how to get 50, 100, 1,000. Yes. I'm let's, all let's about payment channels. About that. I'm all about payment channels. All about it. Like there, there are some things that you have to use payment that like, for instance, if you wanted, if you wanted to build a Bitcoin-based slot machine, right? Which, by the way, people who are on eCash, we've done it, right? In script. You have to use payment channels, and specifically, we use we use the L two protocol, right? So it's like I have to, you're 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 preaching to the choir, but can we like come back a little bit, right? So let's come back to this idea of the value because this is an important trade off for people to understand if we're talking about Bitcoin. The trade off is either more transactions or more people able to afford a greater percentage of the population of the world able to afford the machinery and resources necessary to validate their own, the, the blockchain, right? And the reason why, let me just correct me if I'm misstating, but I, I think that we both agree on this. The reason why is it's become supply and demand. As you said, it's an open auction, but a lot of people don't know what an open auction is. But it's just basically this idea that if you have a scarce resource, so every 10 minutes, you have a limited amount of space, right? But if you don't get it into the blockchain, if, if you don't get it into the blockchain, then it's, it can't get onto an exchange. It can't do whatever, right? So you're going to pay more of a fee. You got to pay a higher fee. The more people that are waiting in the queue, as we said, the mempool, if there's no additional block space, you got to pay a higher fee. Why? 
because the miners will pick the miners pick how to fill the blocks with how to fill that space based on the they take the highest fee and they go down. So the last the last person, if you pay a higher fee than them and the fees is for space, if you pay a higher fee, you bump them. And then if somebody else wants to get in under you, they pay a higher fee than you and that person gets bumped. And so this is the open auction that Brian is referring to. So what, it, what happens is the, sm- the less block space, supply and demand, if you have tons of people that want into that block and not enough space for people to get into that block, they've got to pay fees. And Bitcoin fees are in addition to whatever the amount that you're sending. So this is great stuff here, right? Why? Because Hotep Jesus's audience, which is actually quite large, although I don't think this video had uh, necessarily how many how many views do we have? Can we can we check that? But the let's see, what two thousand eleven hundred views, two thousand views. Okay, all right. Well, two thousand views is still a lot. It's more than <laughs> more than my videos get anyway. Uh, and who knows how many people saw this when it was live streamed or maybe it was distributed on other platforms. So. Uh, he was shilling about rumble before. So maybe there was a lot of views on that, but what, what is critical to understand right here is that as much as we had Shinobi at the start saying the block size war was over, BTC has won is we now have a huge pool of people who are getting a thorough step-by-step breakdown of this entire history, all of what's going on in this, in this format probably most of whom don't have much of an opinion, right? They just know Bitcoin exists. It's a thing. Maybe they've even used it once, yada, yada, yada. But they're tuning in and they're finding out, oh, okay, so there is contention to know what's Bitcoin. There's a lot of technical elements. They might not know what is the truth just yet, but they're getting the idea that there is contention. And they're also understanding that then they are going to spread that information further, right? Information spreads exponentially. So this is why the rehashing of this debate over and over is so important because more and more and more humanity is starting to understand the issues that play here in the same way that once upon a time, nobody knew what internet was, right? And there's probably a lot of false stuff said about what was or wasn't email, but it took you know 20 years until it just became common knowledge what email is. Well, in the same way, the block size debate, what is BTC, what is BCH, what is Bitcoin, you know, what is cryptocurrency, how do they work? All this information will become common knowledge to humanity in about 20 years' time. But it all happens from just in all these various different little places. And this is a classic one, these kind of debates happening and rehappening. And it's just so important because this is not ha- happening on a crypto channel, right? This is not happening on uh shinobi's laserized crowd who've already heard it and already made up their mind this is hitting a brand new spectrum of people who will be thinking and reasoning through these these points themselves uh for the first time even like i said even if they don't know what is the truth at least they understand that there is a debate and a discussion here which is the first first jumping off point Oh, and also, uh, obviously, now they're going to get into <laughs> fees. So as I pre- predicted, Lightning Network became the magic word. Uh, and where Cyprian is essentially going is that the people who pay the lowest fees get wrecked and don't get into the block. And then he'll say, so how's your censorship resistant uh, payments channel? If we go back to the white paper, what we already agreed on, whatever, 10 minutes ago, uh, any two willing parties can make a peer-to-peer cash transaction 
with low fees. That's, he's going to requote the white paper and uh, talk about that. And so what happens if fees get high, and I don't think you would disagree with this, Brian, is that the types of economic, this is all about how do we expand the scope of people involved. If fees get high, the type of economic activity that makes sense for you to do in a Bitcoin transaction, you start cutting things off. Yeah, right? you're and not going to pay $2 to buy a 50 cent pack of gum. Exactly. That's too expensive. So which one is, which one is the most efficient? Or which one do you prefer, I should say? There's no, there's no, there's no change in technical efficiency. Well, which per one do you se. prefer? Do you say, you know, make it? This uh, is the question. Well, do you mean economic efficiency, or do you yeah, mean this is economic efficiency, technical right. efficiency, or do you mean the balance between those two things, or do you mean That's efficiency in removing trust? Like there, That's there the debate, are right. <laughs> there are many faces of efficiency at different things right yes the whole agreement how to balance those different faces so what's the most valuable to you basically that's that's what it is like here's all of these verification dude if i can't go without trusting that with if i can't do this without having to trust nobody I I know this myself i check this myself on my own machine i don't have to hope JP Morgan. What needs to happen for that to? For so, that so to be what possible? is what is the block size? What what people should know is what is the block size? What is the block size at which that occurs, Brian? At which you lose the ability where your machine will stop working? What is the what is the See, block size? That's so what a is huge the, variable thing. That, right. Like that's, that's not just one thing either. It's um, how powerful the device I can afford. Well, I'm talking about your device that you touched. I'm talking about your device that you touched. How is your device? How expensive is your internet connection? Like, what's the cost? Right, but I'm talking about your device that you just touched, and and you just touched your node, and we heard it through your microphone. What is the block size at which that node that you just touched? Because you said the most important thing to you is that you can validate it. So, on the machine that you just touched, what is the block size? This also isn't really an argument when it's like the only th- that the most important thing to you is that you can validate it because there's no value to a network that you can validate that no one's participating in. So it's kind of a moot point to begin with. Well, it is. It is. But Cyprian's going to get him here because yeah. what uh, he's, it's coming back to that question of numbers. Shinobi's kind of dancing. Well, it depends on what your Internet speed is, blah, 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 blah. And that's the exact point. And it's, it's literally what I already said is that Cyprian just needs to get him to acknowledge that, OK, it's a variable number and we need to have a rational discussion about what is the correct set of trade-offs or the feasible number. And as soon as you've done that, it's over big blocks wins because that's what the big block community has. The small block side is one megabyte. We're never going to discuss it. We don't have a process for discussing it. And if it was to ever change, which it won't, then in the future, in some hypothetical universe, maybe somebody would figure out how to do that, which is obviously nonsense. It's that still would, the same that, question. It's still the same question. Are you talking about storage costs? Are you talking about my internet plan and whether I have a cap? No, you are know you what those costs are. Power? No, but those are very different costs. So, because you're, you're so trying how, to so ask how do you me know? Direct, so, how do you you're, know you're trying what's to a bad block me, size? You're trying to ask me about my direct number, but my direct number 
is not the same as everyone else's. And that's no, but you point. said you don't care like, about that, everyone else. You said you care about your ability to validate. You yeah, just said and that. I care. I'm, I'm, I care about the fact that I can run it now. I'm not paying okay. more than I do. So what is the block this. size that would make but you no, not be able to run it? That's irrelevant. This is no, the it's block very size relevant. that I want for my cost to verify that. Okay. Well, but, what is the block size and, and that also, changes the cost? What is the block size that changes the cost for you? That's the most relevant question. You're pushing this conversation in a very complicated direction. So give me a second to break this down because my cost selfishly is my cost. I have the maximum cost that I will bear to do that. That's frankly my business. But if you, if you raise that cost, less people, can do this. What block that size would raise starts, the cost? That eventually, that eventually starts putting a burden on the people who do do that to go to somebody who is fully validating. And but go let's, let's talk about you. Not. Why are we talking in hypotheticals? Let's just talk about you. What is the block size that if it was raised, you would say it is no longer viable or I no longer want right, to that, at this cost point? It's I don't understand. Why is that I, irrelevant? I that's the most support. relevant thing. Because I do not support any block size increase going forward, period. Like that, that's just my, the cost for what that reason? I can afford to pay is irrelevant. Wait, but you just said that the, the point of no block size is because it would increase your cost. But now here's you're why. saying that you here, just okay, support here, it whether here, or why. not there's a because cost increase. Necessity is the mother of invention. That's why. And I feel like this is a game of two sides of a spectrum that everybody is arguing over. And both sides of those spectrums are centralization, nobody being able to use this thing directly, nobody having that money that they can use without having to get somebody's permission. And everybody's arguing over where to be on that spectrum. And I think that's a dumb way and a dangerous way to think about that. Because so we're no, at no, one, no, we're, no, we're no, at, no. Just, just, just let me finish my point, please. We're at one side of the spectrum right now. That's where we are at. Well, you have four and megabyte blocks no, on BTC. No, but right dude, 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 just please, please let me paint the picture I'm trying to paint and get out what I want to discuss. Okay. Like Don't we're on I'll mute one myself. side. I'll mute myself. We're, we're on one side of that spectrum now. End of story. That's where Bitcoin or BTC or whatever is. Who can, like you're never gonna know or find that spot on the spectrum. It's about rates of moving from the side we're on now and the point we're on now to the other side. Because the sweet spot is somewhere in the middle. That that's undeniable. That's not an argued thing from a rational person. So where that spot is, is irrelevant. The rate of moving from where we are towards the other side of that spectrum is. Okay. So he won't tell us the block size that makes it too costly for him. We have chains that have bigger blocks. BTC kind of got a block size upgrade inadvertently, but it's in the middle. Like what, 
<laughs> what? <laughs> this is, can can it make sense? Well, it's it's just it's just it's just what I've said on this show a bunch of times is that people say, well, what is the right block size? It's just about moderation, and that's why BCH is the blindingly obvious solution. Fix the block size. There's that classic meme as well, the BCH community, where it's uh, BTC and one megabyte blocks is just a flat line, and then there's a lower down one of 300 kilobytes of Luke, Luke Jr., and then there's a Calvin on the other side with the block size just rocketing up to infinity instantly and just gigamegs. And then there's just the moderate line that goes through the middle. As time goes on, the blocks get a bit bigger. It's just logical and makes and makes sense. And you can see because Cyprian's uh, pushing him on this, this is where it's just turning into word salad because there is actually no rational argument at the at the bottom of all this. He's talking about like the rates of change is what's important and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, there is actually something to that in the sense that he can make an argument that there's a, uh, like a, what's it called in calculus? You know, you have your first differential, like, I think that's the, the word for it, right? Where basically what he's, he could say is, well, you could be like BSV if they increased it to 128 megabytes last year and then two gigabytes this year and then 20 gigabytes the next year. That's way over the rate, the rate at which uh, is reasonable and it quickly goes to infinity and you fucked up your whole chain. And that would be a good argument against BSV, but it's not a good argument against BCH. And that was the whole reason for the split was just having some kind of rational analysis of of meeting that right spot. Because he even says it himself that there's there's clearly a sweet spot, and we're not going to get it perfect. That's not going to happen. But you can get the right ballpark. There's no question about that. And clearly, not making any change is never going to be in the right ballpark because technology improves and time advances, right? So, yeah, he just doesn't really have any any arguments left at, the, at this point. And I think for Cyprian, he should be trying to... He's, he was getting a bit uh, forthright and a bit riled up there. He should actually be uh, lowering down how forceful he is, and he should just be throwing in a couple of questions that just allow Shinobi to to shred himself. But instead of saying it like, so you didn't say what was the right, or something like that, he, he should just say something like really calmly, like, so you've done no rational analysis of what's a reasonable block size. If he just asks him that and then lets him fall apart in answering, that would be much, much more effective. What's relevant and what's important because you need the time to sit and realize you just found that sweet spot before you move past it and just find yourself making shit worse on the other side. And I feel like the entire framing and conception and how people think about this whole topic in this space is just completely fucked up because everybody is arguing about where is that spot on the spectrum instead of recognizing this is where we are stupid. You can't change that. So let's talk about how fast we are moving so that maybe we have the time to get some self-awareness and recognize we found it when we found it. Are you finished? May I speak? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. So 
let me just make sure that I under, understand the point that you're you're making here, because I, I feel it's not an invalid point. So you are acknowledging that uh, it is likely necessary that limits will need to be raised because that's just, not, just, not the block size limit, not no. in the way you're okay. conceptualizing, but the ability to aggregate and process things has to increase. I think that can be done without just raise the block size. Okay. Maybe so, eventually yeah. we get to a point where that's necessary. We'll find out. We'll deal with that when we get there. Okay. But you will not have the incentive to figure out the more and more efficient ways to use the space we have if you just keep increasing it. There's okay. no incentive to figure those problems out at that point. And okay. so that, like, that just needs to be recognized. Like if things really break and just stop fucking working in a way that is valuable to no one, people will change things. They'll figure out where it broke and let's figure out how to at least stay there for now. But okay, I so think we me, are nowhere close to that. Gotcha. So let me, let me see if, let me make sure I understand what it is, what, what it is then you're saying, because that's good. That helps me. So what you're saying is that uh, from your standpoint, the prudent, the prudent move is to maintain certain limitations and in the maintaining of those, and I don't, I tend to not agree. I think this is a good principle that it is in the limitations that we get creativity and innovation, that if we maintain the limitations to ensure that nothing breaks, as you say, and we don't, so it, it's not something to, in other words, move fast and break things that we need to maintain certain limitations. And with it, if we can stay within those limitations, Problems will be solved by innovators who are thinking about the, the problem and they will solve it in ways that we perhaps can't imagine right now. Is that, am I, am I on the right track yes, of what you're saying? Exactly that. Okay. I exactly. don't, by, by the way, I live by that. <laughs> okay. Like I truly believe that that's where all innovation comes from limitation. Right. I think that the, and, and by the way, the people who are in the camp that I am in, uh, which is which is XCC eCash. The reason that we forked from the people in BSV and then the people in BCH was because of that exact thing. Was that though they wanted to do? And you could go and look at BSV. BSV has a four gig mempool going right now. They have four gigabytes of unconfirmed transactions sitting waiting to be confirmed, and they've got like blocks that are going in at like five megs. To my mind, that's broken, right? We split from them because they wanted to do those sorts of things. The gigablocks was what they were talking about, right? Now they've got a, a, giga, a giga line is what they've got, a line that they can't deal with, okay? That's right now. Go to whatsonchain.com. People could go right now and see. It's, a, it's, a, it's an absolute mess, right? BCH wanted to do all kinds of weird stuff. Same reason. There's the split. Right. Actually, it's been very conservative, the things that have been coming from eCash. All right. So let's. Uh, <laughs> well, see, Brian, this is, this is it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. 
That was a bit of a, you know, ellipsis. That was just elided out of the discussion. A specific example of what's wrong with BSV. And it's, Hard numbers. Yeah. A reference link to check it out yourself. BCH, just some weird stuff. What what weird stuff was that? That didn't get a, didn't get a mention. Yeah. Fucking talk about the dev tax, you piece of shit. <laughs> Uh, I'm too. But anyway, he's he's essentially making he's essentially making the 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 point that I just said about gigamegs, right? That's that that's it. That's that's a good argument. <laughs> it's just funny that he leaves out the the BCH element. <laughs> I think where we differ, we don't differ in principle. I think that where we differ, and this is the I think that this was the difference. If we really look back, is it's just us. We agree that the limitations are necessary and that the limitations provide innovation and we should work within our limitations. Where we disagree is, where do you set the limitations? Because that's a bet in, of the future. That's, we, everybody does this, right? Like, where do I set the limitations? And this is something that even an investor, right? To it's like, ooh, I should be spending some of my money to invest in risky things, but we know you shouldn't be spending all of your money and we know you shouldn't be spending none of your money. You should be spending some of your money, but how much is the right level? And that's hard to know. That's all about risk tolerance and risk aversion, right? That's it. And I think that you're right, because now this is a good time to bring up what's happening in BTC, as Brian just put it put into the chat. Yeah, absolutely. Because and the reason why I would bring this up is, you know, the initial split was over eight megabyte blocks. That's what that's what the split was. I'd say I'd say it was a lot more complicated because well, there was but, a but whole the, evolution from like arguing to just double it to quadruple it. To agreed. All this going agreed. But, but let's and it but, evolved. But it, all the way before it got to like the head of but Segway. at the split at the split in august of 2017 that the block size increase was from one the one meg limit to eight megabytes that's that's that caused this that was the split that was no the but actual see that's split. the thing though is the, the problem is no what actually happened was segwit enabled in a backwards compatible way to to up to four megabyte blocks. And yes. despite the fact that the original bargaining ask was literally four megabyte blocks. And then when that solved itself in a backwards compatible way, people got mad and said, well, we want, we want twice that we want eight now. And that's kind of how that disagreement. I'll concede. All right, this is some this is some historical revisionism going on here, right? There was, there was initially definitely at least one proposal to have a twenty megabyte block size increase. I believe was what uh, Gavin thought was reasonable. I believe, and then there was changed to an eight megabyte, and then there was two four eight megabytes that it would slowly scale up to that, and then there was a two megabyte plus segwit, and then there was. Oh, then there was two megabytes and then there was two megabytes plus segwit and then in the end there just was the split because there was so much bad faith and bad dealing but i don't know where this the initial proposal was four megabytes i don't know that sounds like complete nonsense this sounds like some backwards rationalizing that we always wanted a four megabyte increase which is just not true so be aware of that let's, let's say that let's say that was it there Okay, let's yeah. say that was it, dude. You're, let's all I'll concede that you're absolutely right on that. Okay, 
I, it's, a, it's a difference of opinion, but I'm happy to concede because it's not important to the point. The point that I want to make is right now, right now, BTC has four megabyte blocks. Right now, you can go and look at the most recent blocks. They're four megabytes. Yep. Okay. Okay. So I think four it's meg- hysterical. <laughs> okay. So, so, but hold on, because I just want to verify something. Four megabyte blocks, you feel comfortable running your, that you can still validate what you need to validate at four megabyte blocks. Correct? Yes. That's what everybody who supported and upgraded to SegWit agreed to. That so, was the upper okay. bounds. Okay. The average for people just spending money and nothing else would be around two at the highest and more complicated types of transactions could push it up to four potentially. Okay. That was so, what everybody now, agreed to upgrading the SegWit. But the four megabytes that you guys have now, and we can talk about ordinals now, the four megabytes that you guys have now is arbitrary data that is not Bitcoin transactions. I don't give a shit. They're paying the fees. They are paying for the block space they use. That Agreed. is what it is. It is an open market. You sound like Craig Wright. The entire point is supposed to You sound like Craig be, Wright. <laughs> no, I don't. That's exactly. Oh, dude, do any, you want me to pull up quotes dude, from him saying that? I don't fucking care. Craig Wright is a fucking lunatic sociopath. Agreed. Agreed. And you sound like him right now. Um, you just parroted. No, you just parroted it's, exactly it's his open, words. It's an open market. And the whole yes. point of that market is to be censorship resistant. If you so pay if someone fee, pays, get it's in not there, spam, right? Get in there. It's not no. spam. There's no such thing as spam on Bitcoin. No, I mean, from a technical point of view, you can define things as disproportionately exhausting resources, but we have protocol limits that are an upper bound of how many resources can be exhausted. That's the safety guard against that. If people want to push that to the upper limit, that's what everybody running that protocol opted into and agreed to. So long as they pay the, so long as they pay the fee. Yeah. And and, okay. So the arbitrary data though, they're only paying half they're only paying half the fee, the fee of somebody who's doing an actual that's any wit- transaction. That's any witness data. And yes. I, I, to, to get into this, I have to break down a little bit. Go ahead, please, Bitcoin please. I'll, I'll mute myself. You go into the what's but, going on so people no, can understand. But all a Bitcoin is, is something called a UTXO or an unspent transaction output. It's just an entry in a database that says this Bitcoin exists. This is the key that can spend it. Um, it hasn't been spent yet. Like the, that, all that has to be is a reference to the transaction that created it. And like, that's legitimate. The things like signatures that you actually use, uh, in order to spend a Bitcoin and prove you're allowed to do that. You don't need that to be in that entry that here's an unspent Bitcoin to know it's legit because you download a block, you make sure that signature is legit. And that's when you put like this coin hasn't been spent yet in the database that keeps track of that. So to be fair, you don't, you don't need it in the database. I I just want to be be fair here. So people understand. Yes, because it's in a different database and gets verified before that. So you don't need to keep it in a second database. Just but if you but if you're tr- oh yes so but you need to keep it in the blockchain yes but that's yes. not what you okay. need to look up 
in yes, order correct. to verify a block. Fair, because fair every enough. time just, a just new Bitcoin sure. block comes in, you have to make sure that every coin spent in yes. that block hasn't been spent before. So you have to look through this whole database of all the coins that haven't been spent yet. And, and so, so hold on, Brian, Brian, I'm not going to... The, the bigger that database gets, the more expensive computationally, the harder your CPU has to work, the better of a CPU you need to validate that block because for each coin spent, you have to check the whole set until you find, yeah, that's in, this is in here and it hasn't been spent yet. So brother, and just, just so that people can still follow, hold on, hold on, hold on, brother, please, please, please. Cause you're getting, you're getting into, a, believe me, I teach Bitcoin. You're getting into a realm where the people who are listening cannot follow. So just, dude, I, look, we're doing this in public. Like it's, it's fair to the people listening. Sarcastic. I'm, I'm not actually angry. Okay. So, 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 so that people understand when a node, when a node is receiving information about a new block, Okay, it's coming in. It's got to validate all of the transactions in the block. Part of what it validates, in addition to the way that the transaction is set up, it has to be set up right. It has to be properly spending things. And it also is going to validate a digital signature. And that digital signature has to be made by the person who has control of the coins. Okay, so basically, that's your private key is going to make that signature. You, but what people need to understand about a node is. That blockchain, as I said, it's just a chain of these blocks, these transactions. It's not what we would call in indexed. You can't search through it. You can't look up transactions. All it's there for is to make sure that the network is, has a single source of truth, right? That's all it's there for. For you to run your node with a wallet on it, you actually, every time a block comes in, you're going to break apart all the things that you, and it's different depending on what node or what indexer, you're going to break apart all those parts and put them into a second database. And it's in that database that you can look up the things that you need to in the way that you need to look them up. And if you remove the witness data, if you remove the signatures, which he says you don't need them, I actually use them in my applications, right? So my, I, I need them in my applications and you need them if you're going to do, um, uh, if you're going to do uh, transaction introspection and you're going to, and you're going to use the witness data there. So you do, you do need them if you're going to do that. Right. But in basically that's the situation is that you've got two databases. So it's not just a blockchain that's increasing the size. This other database that you have is also increasing the resources that you need. Right. So we we're, he's talking about two different things. He's not, when he says the database, he's not talking about the blockchain. He's talking about that separate database. Go ahead, dude. That still may have, may have been technical, but hopefully it was a little. It makes sense. Yeah. But the, the, the point is. And this is the exact point that I brought up before that Shinobi's a bit out of its depth here. Cyprian's <laughs> <laughs> got the better technical knowledge of how the UTXO database works, how the indexes that are required, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, <laughs> Shinobi's going to have a rough time justifying ordinals uh with 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 this kind of disadvantage basically is those signatures before segwit before taproot got charged the same fee or the fee was calculated the same way by miners and everybody's nodes relaying them as if like it had to go into that second database and it doesn't like it's not as expensive on the computer's resource 
like in in the reality of how one piece of data is taken from one database and processed and moved to a second database. So it was discounted versus the other parts of a transaction to kind of represent that in how it was priced in using block space. And that's how we were able to actually increase it with a backwards compatible way in the first place, because you could just point outside of the old block and go, here's this new thing and here's where all the signatures are. And so all the rest of the stuff still fits inside the old block size limit. But that whole discount was for a very important reason, because without that discount, it's actually more expensive to take a bunch of separate Bitcoins or separate UTXOs and spend them and then kind of condense the change you didn't spend into a single UTXO, which is cheaper for everybody's computers validating any or everything to handle because it makes that data, that second database of everything that hasn't been spent yet cheaper and smaller. And the whole point of that discount was to kind of get rid of that cost. Because otherwise, it's always cheaper to just take a single Bitcoin and spend it and just give the change back than it is to take like five separate Bitcoins and spend them together. And that would, in, over time, keep making that second database bigger and bigger and bigger because most people are going to do what's cheaper to do if there's a huge price discrepancy between two things. It was a way to reduce fees, right? Know. It was a way to reduce fees. No, it wasn't it was a way to a degree. Not, it was, I mean, it was, it was many things, to, but it was, it was a one way of them. To, it was a way to remove an incentive that would have incentivized people to keep making that database bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and make it harder to verify the ledger because you have to look through that whole database a bunch of times validating a block when a new block comes in. And so like, so was it was a way to incentivize a certain behavior. So in Bitcoin, we incentivize. So this is one of the things that developers can do with what changes they make is so by, they use the financial incentive and economic incentive to. So here's where it gets into what we're talking about with the UTXO database and commitments and all of that stuff as they're getting more into the weeds. The question of uh, like Shinobi can just say bigger and bigger and bigger and make it sound like some problem but that only works as long as you're not somebody that can say yeah but how much bigger when does that become a problem which is kind of the uh, cyprian has already hashed out as regards to the block size it's kind of this thing is shinobi has this sense of panic that at the extreme at the limit this would be a huge problem and it would be <laughs> but one of the fundamental tenets of engineering is well we're not just going to take everything to the complete extreme. We're going to match reality with what, you know, our available materials and technology and resources happen. That's what, that's the whole point of engineering is efficiently using the available resources or the programs that you have. So his argument is pretty much nonsense as soon as you get to the idea that, yes, if you just take all the limits off BSV style, it's not going to work. It's going to suck. But if you rationally approach the question, there is a degree to which it can be increased. And it's not a problem. doesn't matter whether it's the actual block size itself or the inputs to the UTXO database, especially with his comments earlier that 
people can and will invent new technologies and new ways of doing it, which is what the whole UTXO commitments and all that uh, comes back to. So just worth mentioning that, I think. Incentivize people to behave in a way that benefited node operators like yourself. Would that be fair? Well, see, I, I wouldn't say it's to incentivize. Okay. It was to remove a disincentive because the there difference? was an incentive. Because you, one is creating an incentive to do a whole new thing. Okay. One is just creating a disincentive to do a different thing because it costs me. Like this was removing a disincentive. Like if I have 10 different Bitcoins that are all worth like five bucks a piece or something, and I want to buy something cheap, like I'm going to just hold on to those if it's more expensive to spend those until those are the only things I have left and then I'll pay the higher cost. But if it costs the same to do that versus just take a big one and keep breaking it up more and more, like I, I might do that if that's what makes sense. So it's so not it removed, it removed the disincentive. It, it, yeah. And it's, it's it removed the disincentive and the, the result of that was people behaved differently than they would have if that disincentive wouldn't have been removed. Would that be accurate to say? Yeah, but it's, again, something okay. people would have done anyway if that disincentive wasn't there in the first place a, a good amount of the time. Right. So it's, right, not, right. it's not like we're changing the system to make you do what we want. It's giving people another option of what they could do can that I, was previously removed by a higher cost. Can I, no can, I, can I ask a question? Cause y'all just big brain yeah. talking all, 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 all around me. Yeah, I feel, me I feel like we're now. going in. I feel like we're going in a place that maybe only he, I, and 1% of your listeners right now can, I can follow and yeah. I don't want people to leave. Um, I enjoy it though. I'm, 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 I'm following fairly well. Um, but here's my, my issue. Um, I feel alienated. I feel ostracized. I'm even afraid because it, it, it appears as though if I want to be a part of the BTC community, I have to be a BTC purist. And they feel as though anything that's not BTC is shit, hence the term shitcoin. So I'd like to get to the bottom of this thing Shinobi, if you could help me understand, Shinobi, are you a BTC maxi, meaning at least what this term means to me is a Bitcoin purist, meaning you only deal in BTC and you believe that everything else is absolute crap and you want anything to do with it and they're bad? Um, I am a BTC maxi, as I will define it in the sense that I personally don't deal with anything other than Bitcoin. And I think that 99% of the shit out there is crap. But if you want to do shit, you do but, shit. But, is but, my attitude but, at this but, point. but why? I just honestly, with it feels the time cultish. That I spend, it feels very when, when cultish I, when I, well, and not technical. I know it does. And and, a lot but of it's not people, technical. Okay. Here's the secret. Here's the secret, man. Um, ignore those people. Um, people who just have no rational argument, people who can't back up an opinion, ignore them. There are a lot of retards in the Bitcoin space. There are a lot of retards in every space in this ecosystem. Tune them out. I, actually, but I That's why I got you here. That's why I got you here. I want you no, to tell me why I should like, never no. touch another coin. I think that... I think that because the time I have spent, the years I have spent 
looking at other projects from a technical and engineering perspective, just legitimately think out of everything I've looked at, and I, I stopped doing that a long time ago, just because things kept going the same way. I legitimately believe that the vast super majority of shit in this space is just dead end nonsense that makes no engineering sense. And that's not just Right. So we've we've crossed a crossed a couple of Rubicons right here. If you cycle back to the start with small blocks versus big blocks or Bitcoin versus shitcoin, well, we're clearly into the Bitcoin versus uh shitcoin territory right here. And it's very ironic that he was just saying, oh, I shouldn't listen to people that don't have an argument and it can't rationally stand up. And then he's even bringing up, I've looked into the engineering and I'm not convinced and blah, blah, blah. After Cyprian has just destroyed him on, let's talk about the engineering, the actual numbers, what technology is capable of, what your own laptop, what are the costs involved? It's that, well, like once you bring it out of the realm of theory and sort of religious ideology that nobody will be able to move me from my position and that's the value, then his original point that I don't care about any of that and talking about price as the discussion has gone on, that's all been wiped away, got to the actual brass tax of the situation. And so now he's making these yeah, claims about engineering and stuff that he's just not, not credible on and saying even that 99% of other stuff is shit, that's, that's not going to do it because Cyprian's going to agree with him. But that's fine because you just say 99% of it is. But what about that 1%? Let's talk about that then. What's the problem with that 1%? And once you get into drawing those fine lines, once again, the whole maximalist position just just evaporates. And Hotep Jesus obviously standing in for the everyday person saying, so if you're so cultish about this, what's the reason that everything, everything, not just most things, every, like everybody agrees that a lot of crypto is scams. So not just most things, but literally everything. How is that a tenable position? And there's no answer. And in fact, that uh, you know, <laughs> this is this is the first time I've heard that 99% of other things. That's the. It's very ironic that for people who are very set on, we're never going to move off our one thing. That's that's another narrative that's now falling away. There's been enough Lindy effect behind Ethereum, maybe Bitcoin Cash, and maybe even behind stable coins, right? Or Monero, Peter McCormack has recently been talking about Monero and that he thinks they're an okay project. The door is opening. The BTC and nothing else has now become BTC and the 1%, but nothing else. So Yeah, I think saying like 99% of other projects are a scam is something that 99% of people in crypto would agree on. Because there's what... 30,000 different coins that are like known, like publicly on a list somewhere. And we haven't even heard of 99.99% of them. So like, yeah, of course, of course they're shit. No one would argue against that. The point is, though, the, the door has been opened. The, the the crack is in there. You know, once you get the, the door stopper jammed in between the door, that door doesn't close. It just gets wider and wider. And that's what we're seeing. That's why it's very easy for me to expect that over the next five or 10 years, we're going to see a huge, you know, BC is just going to keep falling apart because more and more people are thinking through these issues and, or coming to it for the first time without having been indoctrinated into a bunch of rubbish like Hotep Jesus audience, a lot of them. 
And they'll just be thinking, yeah, this doesn't sound reasonable. Why wouldn't we consider all of the available options? Any sensible person would. A cultish belief that I look at. So let me ask you this. That's that's self-evident. Can you limit it to other Bitcoin chains? Because I think everybody here would. Monero, I think, is cool. Like, I think it's a dead end technologically in the long term because its scaling problems are 10 times worse than Bitcoin. But right now, it's a useful thing if people really need to be that private. See, I'm more it of a maxi than you are because I, I, I think it's a shit coin. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a maxi than you. I think Monero's maybe the biggest shit coin out no, there. there. There are a handful of random little... I gotta say, I think that that's kind of surprising to me because of all of the coins since I got involved in crypto, it seems like Monero was the one that BTC maximalists were most receptive to. Maybe Litecoin, depending on the circle that you were in, if they were like Litecoin's the test bed for BTC. Um, but yeah, Monero, uh, uh, yeah, those two coins were the only ones that I ever saw in like 2017 being like, well, this is okay if you dabble with these, but the rest of them are shit. Weird that. Well, thing. yeah. Yeah, I just wouldn't expect Vin to be like, I think that's a shit coin. Well, but, uh, but I think Vin is just going to come. I think he's maybe being a bit provocative or a bit. Well, maybe he isn't in saying that he thinks it's a shit coin. I, I assume his position is more like similar to mine in the sense that uh, where I would say BCH is going to be the global reserve currency. Other stuff will exist, but it'll be some tiny experimental minority. I assume he has a similar position to that, except just on eCash, right? So in that sense, I think his, I'm projecting, I'm... Uh, <laughs> guessing that his opinion would be well Nero is actually a somewhat viable competitor which means that in the sense that it's a somewhat viable competitor but if in the end it loses that just means it'll be the most attractive trap rather than the the actual most effective tool or most viable coin in the long run that's that's kind of what i'm taking out of this things that have some utilitarian value i don't talk about that shit because i don't give a fuck about the hypish like trader economic culture around all this bullshit and i'm not going to participate or feed into that there are a handful of things that are not bitcoin that actually make sense are actually looking in the right direction even if they have a bunch of stupid problems and bad design decisions but like i i'm fuck that like if you want to go speculate on dumb shit, have fun. I've but, seen it but, for but, ten but, years. But, but most but people Shinobi, burn Shinobi, themselves. Shinobi, That's Shinobi, on you. Shinobi. Um, the the issue that I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around is that when we think about free market capitalism, free market yeah, capitalism thrives because of competition. So when no, we, I know that's what. This is my point. It's like do what you want. I just personally, after actually looking, but at I don't things, understand why like you wouldn't. Bullshit. But 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 you can't say that and then not champion and say like if I see another shitcoin pop up, I go good, yeah, more competition. This is great. Okay, up, dude, I, I have literally sat in a a fucking voice server with somebody from fucking Korea, a college age kid for over a year. His parents gave him three hundred thousand dollars after he graduated college to invest. 
And I literally listened to him every fucking day. Just day trade that shit, find the new dumb thing that made no fucking sense. Wouldn't listen to people when they fucking talked to him. I literally listened to him over the course of a year, burn all of that money, just chasing every hyped up, cool sounding thing with no understanding of how it works. But that's not and what I'm talking about. Yeah. For all I know, that guy But that's himself. not what I'm talking about here. You talking about trading. I don't give a fuck about the price of these coins, okay? Fuck the price, Brian. What I am talking about is fundamentally why you would not champion new technology, new ideas, because new innovation in the crypto why. space. Be because you can't disintermediate the financial aspect of it from the technology. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to look at that? things. What does I'm going to see what makes sense. You you can't talk about a technology that has a coin attached to it that is traded without every uneducated person just stampeding towards it and throwing money at it because somebody said this is a cool technology. But what, what does that have to do with, for instance, you attack, openly attacking for years, openly attacking people who want who had different opinions about minor protocol changes? Now that you saw as major, but minor protocol changes that created competition within Bitcoin itself. You are one They're of the main minor. people. You, uh, okay, okay, that's no. fine. But it's competition. And instead of just being like, do what you because you say you sit here and you're, got, you're like, do what you want. Vince, but if you your actions do not speak receipts, to that. If you your look back at all, all the receipts, all the shit out there on Twitter, because I don't delete a damn thing unless Twitter makes me, or I made a typo and catch it right after I hit send. I have not fucking beefed a goddamn thing with that, except factual misrepresentations <laughs> and just the bullshit semantics over I am the real Bitcoin and trying to convince people to buy into that based solely on the argument, I am the real Bitcoin, instead of pitching them on what's different, like actually just making a fair, objective pitch. Like here's a funny thing, just a historical note that is totally glossed over in the recounting of these things. Okay. Bcash, the currently understood as a No, here's a point I'm trying to make. The, the, what is currently a obligatory and i will do this every time i hear this phrase obligatory bitcoin will be cash derogatory term against bitcoin cash yes that the origin of that the huh. reason that name became a thing was literally a good faith attempt to come up with a cool sounding brand and by whom by differentiate whom? i forget who to differentiate not, not by the people in bitcoin cash to, to differentiate no Again, good faith from our side of things. So if, if you're trying to come cool, up with a name okay, and then, then somebody I, says, I don't like then, that name then, and you keep calling then, them the name, that's then, not good then, faith. Then, then here's, let, let me finish my point. Please do. Also, the, oh shit. Really interesting to me that they, like that Vin, a person, or uh, <laughs> Cyprian, a person that has changed his name now, at least two like known times is saying if someone doesn't want you to call them that and you continue to call them that that's bad faith and then shinobi's like vin vin like like yes. that 
maybe like I get the social aspect of that is like kind of difficult a lot of the, for a lot of people a lot of the time to implement we've done it so many times saying Vin rather than Cyprian but uh and and I was thinking too earlier just to make it easy I was going to call him Jeremy like <laughs> 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 but I think it it if someone were to say that to my face and I'm having a conversation with them every time I say Vin I'd be like oh shit right right like okay Knowing that you think this is bad faith to do this, I, I will change, I will augment my behavior to try and make this conversation more civil. But it's just funny because he does, he doesn't get salty about that. I mean, he wouldn't, uh, I, again, I can't speak for him, but I have seen him say before that he says, look, I was known as this for a long time. It's also shorter, catchier, so yeah. it's easier to just pop off. But then even right here, you can see he's laughing about it because I'm sure he's also appreciating the irony of this in in the moment as well. And it's it's funny, this whole, it was a good faith argument by us, but what, what was it? Why then are you carrying on with it for years after it's been told, don't do that? And his recounting of how that happened was completely false. The reason it was created, it was not good faith. It was bad faith. And it was linked to creating a bunch of social media accounts to uh, distract people from the, the genuine effort to create the BCH fork of Bitcoin, right? <laughs> that was what was actually going on, but that's all been uh, washed away or either he's ignoring that or skipping over it, or he doesn't even know that that was the case. In which case, he doesn't know what he doesn't know. Uh, and it's just a case of being inside an echo chamber. And when you come up with um, Cyprian, uh, he's not going to stand for any of that because he knows the truth. It's also funny to see that Hotep Jesus is essentially, <laughs> obviously, he's supposed to be moderating, but he's essentially coming onto <laughs> Cyprian's side. And that, that kind of <laughs> shows who's winning the debate, I guess. Yeah. That is not the Bitcoin asset, that was not what was listed everywhere. That is not what the market priced as a thing at the time. There are a million factors into why everywhere BCH was not listed as Bitcoin. And that was a legitimate- What was it listed as? What was it listed as? BCH and Bitcoin Cash. And the point is- So why didn't you call it by what it was listed as? The market has decided. The market has decided its name. Then- can I please finish talking and make please. the point that I'm trying to make? Make it. Also, wasn't, wasn't there a few exchanges where the ticker for Bitcoin Cash was the same as BitConnect? Like, I don't think... Well, there was a, there, there was a period where I think some was, yeah, BCC was used. I think actually the Bitcoin Cash people wanted, wanted to, to be BCC Bitcoin Cash, but then that then it turned out that there was BitConnect. So instead it got changed to BCH. It was just, and this is another, this is another thing. There's these little um, bumps in the road over like the, the ticker that we ended up getting. And also obviously the branding, you know, there was the orange B, uh, BTC symbol with the, the wings on it. And then over time we sort of chopped off the wings or at least I, I never use that anyway and changed it over to green, right? All these little bumps in the road are all just small things which work themselves out over time, but which any new fork of BTC or any other coin has to deal with. 
And they, those small things add up. They can always just break an unfavorable way and sink the whole project right there, right? So when people think, oh, well, somebody would just be able to pop out a new bigger block fork of BTC. No, they won't. There's so many of these small little things which are already woven into the history of BCA having successfully navigated, whether by luck or skill or, or just the people involved or the circumstances, the time doesn't matter. The point is it got over that hurdle and any new uh, fork would, would be would be starting from scratch on that. On that. I remember seeing that uh, BCC ticker and being like, and this is kind of relevant to the conversation, I guess. It's weird that they're, they're completely ignoring that it wasn't BCH from the get-go. Um, but I remember seeing that and being like, BitConnect has such a bad reputation. Like, this feels like it's bad faith. So there's the ticker, there's this naming stuff, there's the whole argument about, you know, the real Bitcoin. And I think, like, the ticker and the naming stuff was reactionary to the argument about what is the real Bitcoin. So that's why, like, to me, it never seemed like it was good faith, it, especially knowing, too, that there were closed backroom door deals about the split. Like, I don't believe any of this, that people were trying to be sociable or, or like, make the distinction between the... Like, I think it was purely reactionary. The fork happened as a reactionary response to SegWit and the backdoor deals. The naming stuff happened as a reactionary response to people claiming to be the real Bitcoin. We Can we just be honest about that? Well, it's ironic because someone like Shinobi would be the first one to say, oh, and Roger Veer, he listed BCH as Bitcoin and blah, blah, blah. And that was... And, but then here he is saying nobody listed it as uh, Bitcoin. Well, that's not, that's not true, actually. Uh, and there was, I think, on Kraken as well, they had XBT and maybe BCH or something. You know, they left the ticker up for up for debate as well, too. And there, there was efforts in that regard. It's not, it wasn't obvious at that time who was going to come out with the Bitcoin name, especially before there even was a split, before BCH even existed when it was sort of an idea, so to speak, as people were discussing what if there was a split. And then even after there was a split, there was still a period of time where it was sort of unclear. It's wild to think about now. Like, when I, like, first, not when I first got into crypto, but seeing, like, the the futures contracts before the splits, like, people were betting on the, the potential and outcome of the split, uh... And I didn't even think anything of it. And now it's like, I wonder how much yeah, influence just the stuff that exchanges were doing pre-split made, or yeah, had on the split. There we go. It was huge. It was enormous. And probably then when people say, oh, okay, if BCH is so much better, so much smarter, has all these better advantages, blah, blah, blah. Why is it doing so poorly well that's one of the key things is because everything has a snowball effect especially network effects in in cryptocurrencies or in money generally and so that loss of the ticker symbol and the, that's why there was so much fight and contention over which is insanely valuable the loss yeah. of the branding the loss of the ticker symbol and not just the ticker symbol in terms of all the technical integrations but in terms of all the liquidity that went with it was instead and when Shinobi is saying, oh, well, BTC was always what it was. No, that's not true because if you had coins before the split, you had both. So in that sense, it was BCH that was being traded in 
2015, it's just as much as it was uh, a small block of Bitcoin. In fact, it's you could argue, I would argue, but I take it's more subjective that it was BCH that was being traded that whole time because the market for a very long time, up until that final uh, chunk of time, expected that there would be blood increases. That was the vibe in the community. So it was only in you know, history that those things have turned around. So when you say, why is BCH doing so poorly right now? I don't see any need to explain it other than, well, firstly, there was that initial disadvantage, which has compounded and is still a significant disadvantage, increasingly less over time, but it's going to take more time to wash that out. And the other element to it, of course, is that then BCH community has fixed the block stuff problem, but then run into a bunch of other problems, dealing with the BSV stuff, dealing with the eCash stuff, and finally getting itself on its own on its own page i had to spend a bunch of time and effort doing the difficulty readjustment stuff the like a lot of the stuff uh had to be rebuilt from scratch building up fresh community channels of communication the good actors finding each other negotiating with miners so much work had to be redone from scratch which has now all been done and which is why now in the last in the run of this show we've seen huge improvements in bch in terms of the community vibe and now obviously we've got cash tokens coming out and like that stuff isn't isn't slow isn't uh quick it takes a lot of time and effort so it will be over the next few years hopefully that we'll see bch make a a big search but that will all be on the groundwork that was done firstly like digging ourselves out of a hole and then secondly you know you can't make uh, forward progress on your skyscraper until you've at least dug out all the foundations and put everything in place which BTC did not have to deal with. That's the that's the key point. They were just uh, kept on going. It's like if you're you know running a race and one side keeps running and the other side stops to build a car. Well, obviously they're going to be behind in the race while they're working on the car. And once they've got the car in working order, then you can blast past them pretty quickly. That's essentially the strategy. Yeah, I mean, to go with the car analogy, watch. Uh, I mean bullshit but watch a nascar race like there's pit stops you got to change your tires you fix your car up and then you go back out there uh, i feel like we just had a little pit stop in 2017 fix the car up and wait off to the races bcash was a good faith attempt from a bitcoiner to come up with a cool sounding name a legitimate branding something that didn't sound ridiculous to differentiate BCH from BTC and give it a clear branding differential from BTC that was clear. The origins of it were still clear and just be like, dude, like there, there's a thing like good luck to you. I hope shit works out for you. That is legitimately where that name came from. And it became a derogatory thing because the instant response was, we are the real Bitcoin. We care more about this word and this arbitrary label than actually just doing something valuable and convincing people it's valuable. And that's why everybody started trolling the shit out of everybody with Bcash. The origins of it was a legit good faith attempt to reach out to be like, let's make clear there's a difference between these two things and then legit good luck. Like, I'm not going to go fuck you or just ha 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 troll you all day. It's like, this is one thing. This is another thing. These are the differences. Let's see what the market says. 
It that's is crazy to hear this historical from. revisionism. I was there, my brother. It's not that's revisionism. Not, that's, it was, that was not good faith, my friend. That was not good faith. It's not literally up, dude, it's literally up there on Reddit. Like for like the fork was August 1st, 2017. When you keep calling, okay, you, you talked, archive. you talked. It's my turn to talk now. My turn to talk. When, if I decide that I'm going to call you trying in a good faith to say, well, I'm already called Brian. We have two Brian's here, by the way. So if uh, Hotep is like, no, 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 no. Too many Brian's in the room. I'm going to call you Rylan. That's an awesome name. Sounds great. Rylan. It's kind of close. And then you're like, dude, my name is Brian. I don't, I, I decide what my name is. And he's like, no, nah, Rylan. And you're like, bro. And then he just keeps on calling you Rylan. If it was good faith to start with, the second he says stop, it's no longer good faith. And you proceeded for years. He, he didn't fucking, he didn't do a damn thing. A bunch of other completely different people on the internet. You use the term, you use the term derogatorily. Yeah. You use the term um, to rile people up me? and troll them. Do you not know me? When I think somebody is acting in bad faith, I respond in kind, proportionally. Like, we when, know when each other. You, you, yeah, but you've, you've actively trolled me. When, when, have I, when, when have I been a bad faith actor? All right, hold up. I'm going to hop yeah. in here because I don't like where this conversation is going right now. I want to get back. To get in my please. motherfucking question <laughs> answered, I don't give a fuck about the drama yeah, and shit. Please answer the question. Yeah, I it, it I want to know why the fuck Brian is not a true capitalist and saying, "Yo, we should iterate on this technology over and over again as many times as we want." And not be a BTC purist. I just want to understand the BTC purist. If you make sense, then fuck it. I might join the cult too. I just need a I need a really good reason because to me I think because to me I hear the word hold on I'm speaking hold on I'm speaking I hear the word decentralized then I get the BT maxis that say no only one coin should exist and I go that's not decentralization that's just not thinking about the economics of scarcity which I do think that this it can also devolve too much into a semantic argument where people like decentralization isn't we like the purpose of decentralization is censorship resistance so i've mentioned this before if one coin does get captured it's good that we've got thirty thousand shit coins because we can just hop around um and that is an aspect of censorship resistance but it like the yeah i don't think i don't think this is good framing i understand Especially as a, like from a normie's perspective, you hear decentralized, you get kind of these impressions about decentralization and then you just run with it. But I think without realizing that it's for the sake of censorship resistance, you get lost in pointless weeds. Which are undermined. And also, like, I don't care what people do in this space, dude. If it's useful, here, like people will find a way to hitch it on top of Bitcoin. If it's actually legitimately useful, people will hook it into it. Like you, there are more ways than I can count to just build layers on top of Bitcoin that are literally impossible to stop people from doing. Ordinals is a perfect example of this. All of the shit being iterated on, if it's really useful, 
it will eventually come to Bitcoin. What are ordinals used for? What are ordinals being used for? Just tracking the provenance of arbitrary data stamps. What? What? No, I mean specifically. What is the application that NFTs, ordinals are being used? NFTs. That's another. Oh, NFTs. I don't give a shit about NFTs. They're I personally useful? think. You I think they're useful? No, I personally think they're stupid as shit, and they're no different than trading baseball cards. But, but you're spending your money to validate them. Get after it. You're spending your money to validate them. I'm spending my money to validate the resources that I opted in to validate. Which are NFTs that I opted right in now. to validate. Majority and NFTs also, actually per block. Here's an, ironic, here's an ironic thing. Here's an ironic thing or thing, Ben. Um, that NFT data is actually cheaper to verify than signatures for normal transactions because you don't actually verify anything. You just download the data and a little thing goes, this is random data. And you go, okay, is it bigger than this? Done. It's actually cheaper to validate for my device than a normal transaction. I don't care. I would hope people it's cheaper. Paid for, it's, people it's, paid it's, for the block space. Yeah, That was their fucking choice. They paid for it. End yeah. of story. We agreed on the limit. We all understood the market dynamics of that. Who agreed? As everybody who fucking downloaded and ran a Bitcoin note. Okay. So the people who didn't agree and who downloaded a different Aren't running Bitcoin nodes. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. It's so it's, I mean, Dude, I you, agree. you chose to I download agree. the software and click start and I agree. download stuff in these blocks. Like that's the end of the story. So anybody that's not an attack on Bitcoin, to that, right? Anybody who didn't agree to that didn't download the software and start running it in the first place. They're not even running it, so they should just shut the fuck up because they're Agreed. not even involved. So somebody you, you, down, you so somebody downloading. Done. Hold on. So somebody downloading another piece of software that doesn't even attach to the Bitcoin network to the BTC network that that attaches to a different network. That person is not committing an attack on Bitcoin. Is that correct? No, Ben. The attack from back in the day was the constant trying to just argue to people, we are the real Bitcoin. And like that was the vast majority of the argument. There are actually, I don't know how many. So you can attack of, the network? You can attack no, the BTC no, ben, network ben, by the saying point. your network ben, is the real Bitcoin? No, how no. does that attack the network? Let, let, how is that an attack on BTC? Let, let's actually let's talk about, talk about this. Because downloading a Bcash node is not an attack on Bitcoin. You literally you did it again. Use what you're going you to literally use. just but did it. I don't know how many stories I have heard from like small little ATM operators like that were on the Bcash side, just switching their ATMs to start just selling BCH as Bitcoin. They made no distinction. Like some of them swapped out BTC as an option. It just said Bitcoin. They made no distinction. They did not do anything to clarify what that person was buying. And people were getting scammed all over the place thinking they were buying BTC in the middle of a bull market run-up, but they actually wound up getting BCH. That is the type of shit that I and other people reacted to like a scam. 
and like scummy shit. Did because I, that? Did I do no, that? You, you had nothing to do with that. So why like, would I be attacked for that? Why would I be attacked and people who had no, nothing to do with it be attacked? Because, because, because those people what are that doing. came down to at the end of the day was that's where the argument over we are the real Bitcoin and they aren't instead of a clear distinction, a clear break and just competition on merit that led to those types of scams that happened all over the place where people they did, they specifically didn't and the intentionally they did wanted to buy and invest in one thing, but were sold another thing. And How is that an attack on the BTC network? How is that an attack on the BTC network? It's dude, you're literally that, that behavior, which again, I want to clarify with specific people. No, that behavior is criminal, dude. That no, behavior exactly. is criminal. Nobody that, that I know, absolutely nobody that I know, no, but that you have attacked for argue, years the participated in that. The argument from almost every rational person I know and I remember was this is scummy behavior yes. that is misleading and conning people. And Who that, said it wasn't? It all, it all comes down to the whole stupid debate over what's the real Bitcoin. That is what enabled that type of shit to happen. And that's why people got so pissed and reacted in that type of way against that argument, against that narrative, against the people pushing it. Because I was, I was people one started of the, I, seeing the consequences of that pop up like that. So I've, that got receipt, I've got receipts. People can go back for years, I have said, that the, the most toxic statement in the space and the most, I think I've said the most self-destructive is X is the real Bitcoin. This has been my public statement for as long as you and I have been no, interacting. Ben, I so. specifically literally said you had nothing to do with this. I'm so, trying to so explain why, and give context so, so, towards why people acted a certain so way. So why do you and Maxis have a, a vitriol and have been attacking individuals? And it's not just me. Every, I know, no, I know thousands of people in the space. Every single person that I know thinks that what you just described is criminal. Every single person, every single one of them. I seen it, but, yo, I, I'm a, I'm a victim of it. That's how I ended up in this shit. I was just speculating on the motherfucker. I got thrown into Bitcoin because motherfuckers was attacking me for not buying BTC. This is what I'm saying. I, I watched another influencer who spoke at uh, Bitcoin magazine. He came out, said something about an altcoin. Then he was attacked. I just want to know why motherfuckers don't like other coins. I still haven't gotten that answer. Dude, the answer, Hotap, is because so many of us have just sat here and witnessed what happens when people who can't assess the actual fundamentals, the technology of shit, just start aping into everything so, they see so, left so, and so, right. So you're, I, like, you're I, hold I, on, I'm going to cut you off right now because you sound like Alexander Hamilton, bro. You sound like Alexander Hamilton. What you're saying is people are stupid. We have to think for them. And we sh What's the context of Alexander Hamilton? I don't know the history here. Well, I don't know that there is a... Well, I, I don't know the, the history of Alexander Hamilton either. I need to go and watch that uh, play and whatever. But I believe that... Was it something to do with the Constitution? Somebody in the in the chat will know and give us the reference. But it's wasn't it like that he said that the uh, I, I I don't know let me let me let me just quickly uh 
Google it. But I, I know this is a thing. I just don't know the specific classic. Alexander Hamilton. Essentially, there was a... I don't know. There was some kind of argument in the American constitutional stuff, I believe, that Alexander Hamilton was like, people are... It's what Hotep's about to say. The people was stupid and they need to be protected from themselves, essentially. Okay, uh, he successfully see. argued that the implied powers of the Constitution provided the legal authority to fund the national debt, national debt, assuming the state's debt, assume the state's debt, and create the first bank of the United States. Uh, blah 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 blah. Okay, I'll do some more reading later. Shouldn't no, allow them. We shouldn't. We, we don't cut me off from speaking, uh, and we should not allow people to lose money and learn the hard way. No, no, that's okay. not how economics works. That's not how markets work. People have to learn to get scammed and let them come to their own conclusions like, okay, maybe I should have stuck to BTC that way. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is these are the reasons why people are vocal against shit. Nobody's controlling or stopping a damn thing. People are speaking their mind and going, that thing's a fucking scam. That's broken. That's a wrong, incorrect statement. Like nobody can stop anybody from doing a goddamn thing when it comes. But you can to attack. Violence. But you can attack people. You can attack people and 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 brigade them. I think that's the issue that people have with with Maxis, right? Like I would consider you, myself. You, okay, Vin, stop right now. Do you not Go remember ahead. Jameson Lop getting swatted? And the only reason he that wasn't by BCH people. That wasn't by BCH people. That wasn't by BCH no, people. Dude, don't do that. Have, don't you not, that. Don't have you that not crap. seen the fucking extreme nut jobs on the fringes of things like BCH and BSB? And I really, really want to be clear here that these are fringes in these groups. Yeah, but BTC Maxis are not fringes. No, no. no. BTC Maxis are not dude, fringes. Let it's, me it's finish the core my point, culture. Where people make death threats, fucking physically threaten people all the time like that comes dude, with any popular that, industry. That, no that's my point hotap is that that type of fucking but no 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 the vitriol against the all coins the vitriol against all coins comes directly from all of the major influence. i don't want to name names i'll give you one max kaiser Dude, hey, remember, remember when fucking uh, Russia wasn't going to invade Ukraine? Anyway, um, like Stacks is an example. Like there is a potential seed of a, a maybe useful, like technological stack in that. But mathematically, the whole model is literally a yield where you stake this inflationary coin against deflationary Bitcoin to earn Bitcoin yield off of that. It's literally mathematically guaranteed eventually that that just keeps trending down and down the return on it. Economically, it's broken and retarded. Like, like you, like I think stacks is stupid for that reason. But why, but why would you attack somebody who bought it? Why would you attack somebody who bought it apropos of nothing because they were spending their money on that? Because, to because there are mobs of people who, when you point out how it's economically broken like that, they literally argue against it. They literally argue that. Yeah, but you don't argue terms. against it. You call people, you call, dude, anybody yeah, who goes well, through your feed right now will see you apropos of nothing, calling people the most horrendous 
names within the last 48 hours. You want me yeah. to read off? I, if I, I, if I yeah, read off because, of this, he's going to yeah, get a strike. Yeah, I call a lot of people retarded because a lot of people. No, not that dude. Not retarded. Not retarded. retarded. Not retarded. Let me, let me, let me uh, just pull through your feed here. Okay, hold, hold let on. Me, hold let on, me dude. pull through your I'm feed hard. and. Uh, people no, you don't, oh, you don't want Bitcoin me to read? You don't want me to read your words? People, of what you're doing right now. All right, we're now way off track on whatever this is. It's now just turned into a shinobi who is a obviously a toxic, unreasonable guy, as his own language and phrasing throughout this podcast has demonstrated. Now attempting in some weird reversal to say, well, there's messed up people in Bitcoin, but that's just them being stupid and I'm not involved in that even though this is really the core of the issue, kind of ironically at the same time as he says, yeah, but there's fringe people in other coins that are lunatics, but then he could just excuse that in his own cab. It's just, it's just not. It also feels a little bit like the, what happened to talk about engineering? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You cut off there for a second. We'll talk about engineering. That was my main point. At this point, it's just devolved into personal mudslinging, which is the classic of BTC discussion, really. Yeah. The extremist thing feels like it's kind of like it's with the territory of a technology that is incredibly disruptive. Of course, you're going to have extremists. But, like, there's also local extremists that have no social media influence. Like, you don't have to pay them any attention. Um, well, it's like what Hotep said. He's it's, uh, it's uh, again. Yeah. It's, we've just seen it over and over again. Just to these emotional trigger points that Shinobi is panicked about these extremists in BCH, of which he can give no examples or, or whatever. That, but then when it comes to BDC people, no, that's just oh, one of the easiest ways to vilify something is to create a imaginary or even just exaggerate a real fringe and then tar the rest of the group like that and he's just resorting to that we already had the woe is me with this kid in korea who threw away his money that's just emotion we've had the i don't want to upgrade my node like i'm a five-year-old having a tantrum that's just emotion at the end of any of these threads of discussion it just comes down to I'm upset and emotional. <laughs> huh? People want to fork Bitcoin because people are posting JPEGs to the blockchain. That's retarded. So I call But you didn't just call people retarded. retarded. No, 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 no. What did you say about Paul Storks? Oh, that he is a wildly misleading, disingenuous no. person. Oh, that's cool. literally but Should I read your why? actual words? Should I, I read your actual yeah, words about him? He's a greasy scumbag who lies. Uh, I think it was worse than that. I think it was worse than that. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this type of shit Uh, is why I consider Paul a manipulative. Oh, no, you're right. Manipulative and disingenuous scumbag and have for years. He applies the same type of outright greasy line when it comes to drive chains all the time. So let's go through step by step how full of shit he is. And then you have a a, let's see. Let's go. uh, Let's go down a little further. So retarded is definitely in here. Oh, here you go. Uh, this is for Eric. Is that Eric Wall? Uh, original Eric is a dumb cunt thread. 
Benefits of witness. This is yesterday. So this is about witness proving. So Eric Wall, apropos of nothing. Hey ben, these are all is there a reason we can't talk about the technical arguments that I actually made? And that's right about asked a Paul? question. Or if you're calling people dumb cunts, that's it. That's calling someone a dumb cunt. And then I am literally explaining why and what they are factually misrepresenting. And you're just conveniently trying to leave out all of that other part of everything. And well, just when, you lead, when you lead with disingenuous. No, when you lead what with I scumbag. Is, what or I lead cunt. with doesn't matter. What's the rest does of it? When in a debate. There's, a, there's a lot more to those statements, then, that you just conveniently forget to tack on the end there in terms of context. And you just try to talk about the, the tiny little starting point. So it's but good you faith. Ask, so you that's ask a sign why of good faith. I, you ask why I insult somebody when yes. I'm calling them out for literally lying about an objective, rationally obvious fact, and then literally breaking down how they are lying and how they are misrepresenting things. And you're trying to just fucking call that out as a weird gotcha moment. Like all you do is insult and condescend people. When I literally made an entire reasoned argument in a whole thread for exactly why I said the insult in the first place, which is he is misrepresenting facts. He is misrepresenting the reality of things to a massive group of people. And that is scummy fucking behavior. That sounds like when you intentionally mislead a little bit. It sounds like jealousy. It sounds like jealousy. That's unethical. It sounds like jealousy. And I, and I noticed because I'm in a political space heavy <laughs> and, 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 you know, my approach to things is if my product, which is Hotep, is superior to yours, I don't have to disparage your product to sell mine. I just sell mine. And if mine is superior, I will win the day. That's what I don't understand about the Maxis. They spend so much time shitting on everything else it makes me want to look at everything else like why are they so mad at these people what's going on here if your product is so great why not just put the blinders on mind your business and just iterate on what you do I, that's what i just don't get this isn't about picking sides this is about hotep jesus really wants to understand the mind of a bitcoin maxi hotep it's this simple if somebody makes a choice to do something, that's their choice. When somebody makes a choice to do something based on a factual lie, that's called being scammed. That's called being conned. Yeah, but and there are a you, lot of reasons you don't. But you don't. But you don't have to be a child to make but, your argument. Is my point right? Dude, like I, I in, the, in the political space, my in the political context, right now. What is you know, happening you two, right? is we're not even discussing the contents of an entire argument. We're just discussing the fact that I need to understand something, Shinobi. I need to understand something. When I'm in my space, which is a political space, there are a bunch of ideas that are thrown around that I can I can I, I frankly think most of them are shit. You know what I did? I created the grifties with the help of Taylor and the team. And then, okay, so now we've monetized the grifters for a nonprofit organization. That's forward thinking. 
I don't sit on Twitter all day going, you know what? I don't agree with such and such. They're a scammer. You know how much shit on Twitter I see that I disagree with that I just go, oh, I don't agree with it. And I just keep fucking scrolling and I work on my projects and I mind my business. I don't understand why people spend so much time worried about everybody else. Why you don't just focus on yourself? People make decisions based on the information they get from places. That's how all of us so, work. And, that's and right, the now, problem. right now, what you're, what you're trying to do, at least directed at me in the context of this, is try to imply that spreading accurate information is some kind of toxic fucking thing. Like, Paul oh, wow. Now spread, you're twisting my words. Spread a lie. Now you're twisting my words. Now you're twisting the, my the words. Tweet, the tweet that I quoted from Paul when I called him a I got to meet you scumbag. really fast because you, 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 you <laughs> twisted my word. You twisted my word. Let me, let me be specific here. Okay. I don't attack people. All I do is spread my ideas. And if my ideas reach the people, people have an option to choose between my ideas and their ideas. I don't have to call out person X to get my ideas across. In fact, if I call out person X, all I do is highlight them and bring my following and awareness of person X, which hurts my ideas. If I spent all day working on my brand, do you know what would happen? I'd end up on Fox News. I'd end up on Tim Pool. I'd end up on Joe Rogan. And then I'd be a Alex bigger Jones. star, Alex Jones. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. I would reach a point where my message would reach more people than the people I might want to disparage. So you're, you're upset because one person is reaching a mass of people and you're not wrong for being upset about that. Let me be clear. You are not wrong for that. What I'm saying is your strategy and your tact is off. If you spent more time building your brand, you would have a higher reach than them and you would drown them out by default. That is my point, Shinobi. You are not wrong for calling these people out. You're just, you just, it's a little childish. It's a little amateur. It's, 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 it's amateur hour. That's what I'll call. It. Well, see, that's the point. You weren't talking about what's an effective strategy. You were trying to ask me why people acted a certain way. And I was explaining why. Like, again, Vin, like you're ignoring so much context trying to just have this call out moment with me. I've known Paul for eight years. I have dealt with him arguing factually incorrect technical details in public to convince people to do specific things based on those inaccuracies for years. So yeah, when I see him do it again, I'm going to call him a disingenuous scumbag because I've watched him do the same thing repetitively over and over you again think you're for eight years. Do you think, do you think you're effective? Judging by the fact that he's been trying to convince people to do the exact same thing for eight years and still hasn't. Yeah. What? Well, let me, let me, let me tell you this, Brian, what's interesting just from my, from my standpoint, right. Is, you know, I, 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 in the block size debate itself, I was not really sold on Bitcoin cash. 
I really wasn't. It wasn't until my business partner. You didn't have to be. No, I, I was a Bitcoiner. It wasn't no, until my, my point is you hold, didn't hold have on. to let me, be. Let me that finish. Was a, it was let me, let me finish. Choice. There's more to this. There's more to this. There's more to this. It was my, my business partner said, oh, you should probably, I had just stopped. The fees got too high to the point where I had stopped all the applications that I had that would have required because the applications I was doing were for things, as we said, where with the fees were high, too high, it didn't make sense economically for me to do it. So I just shelved them. But the code was there with BTC. Right. Then my business partner said, why don't you try putting these things on Bitcoin Cash? Right. And I did. But here's the interesting part about it. With one line code change. Right. So just changing the fork bits. That's it. With one line code change, all of my code worked on my BTC node, too. So like all the things that I was developing worked on BTC as well. It would have been nothing for me, like financially, it would have been nothing for me to be doing it on Bitcoin as well. BTC. The reason why I didn't was because when I released Cointex in particular, 2017, on when I released it on BCH, I was immediately attacked by you and your tribe, like viciously attacked. And for me, what I said is, if that's the community I have to deal with, if I'm in BTC, I'm not going to develop on BTC. Now, I'm not somebody who's going to be shamed or scared or intimidated into dropping BCH because there was an attack on. But what I'm saying is you, you, you might want to think, and a maximalist might want to think of how many people like me there were who could have done valuable things for BTC. But just because we happen to say, oh, let me try my code that works with one line change, adding the fork bits to the SIG hash, that that oh, well, I'm going to try BCH. And the second that I announced that I'm going to do that, boom, attacked, right? So you're pushing away talented people. Maximal, maximalism pushes away the exact people who would innovate for you that you're talking about you want to see innovation. The only people who are left on your chain are people who, I, I, I guess they're people who, who are willing to be kowtowed. But I don't think see, that you're going to get this, any strong this is, people. This is the market. This is the market. And it's again, like, we'll see how this works out. But I am pretty confident that the more valuable, verifiable thing will motivate people to build shit on top of it. Because here's the thing. If a rational person sees that they can make money doing something, they're not going to care if some small fringe of people on the internet act like a bunch of retards. It doesn't matter. Like, dude, this is like, I think the biggest just blind spot in this entire ecosystem is all of the Wait, little- can you say tiny... what you just said again? Can you just say what you said again? About dude, the, if, like, if somebody can make if money- you, If you can make money, you're going to do something if you can figure out a way to do it. The biggest blind spot- Regardless of what? Entire... Regardless, no, of Vin, if, Vin, regardless of if people, people attack you, right? mean on the internet. This- this fucking Twitter community for Bitcoin or in reality. Uh, this is completely like only related in concept, but that's just not socially the case. There is a band uh, that's been on the up and up spirit box metal band with a female vocalist. Um, 
who was on was doing I'm pretty sure like a world tour with another band called Falling in Reverse. The vocalist of Falling in Reverse has a wild history, like jail time, uh, a bunch of like sexual assault accusations and controversies, and despite the fact that this other band doesn't really have to associate with Falling in Reverse and just has to show up, play the shows, get money and fans from those shows and go home. They were like, we faced so much online backlash that it's not worth it for us to continue tour with this band. So like, I think the opportunity cost that they sacrificed was higher than uh, the... I don't know, like, how do I, how do I phrase this? They, they lost so much potential, both money and fans, to appeal to a smaller, already existing fan base. Uh, and I think that applies here, too. Like, there's not... It's not the case that just because something's profitable, some th someone will do something, especially not in the social space that is 2023. Like... It's, it's got to be profitable. It's got to be sustainable. It's got to be uh, green or earth. Right? Like there's all these different avenues and it's not, it's not just a race to the bottom anymore. There's values that people have that they express with their purchasing power. And we're going to see the same thing with crypto coins. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the irony is that Shinobi has this idea that, oh, there's just this little kid's playground in the corner of Twitter and there's a few people screaming on it. Of course, he is one of the greatest <laughs> parts of that ecosystem. So it's nice for him to be able to diminish his own childish behavior and aggressive and irrational tribalism as just irrelevant or just him having fun in his little corner when it doesn't impact anything. But that's not true at all firstly this whole uh, culture of twitter toxicity is replicated in person i have seen it and a lot of people have it's the whole point it's not some separate reality in a in a different pasture the this stuff what goes on online bleeds into the real world okay they are different but there's clearly an interplay and everybody understands that right and as with many people in the bch community will be aware of of course, there's a spectrum of people involved in BTC, but it is undeniable that you do run into ones that are very unreasonable and very charged up because it's not just all online venting or something like that. It's it's actually the what they believe and how they think and how they act. So in that regard, uh, Shinobi's just got a very bizarre idea that these things don't play out in the in the broader crypto ecosystem it's also of course completely lacking in in self-awareness because even as he's giving this huge rant and he's being treated like a child by hotep jesus and just shout out to hotep jesus for providing a lot of uh, real insight here that he's he's being treated like an angry raving child and that's that's what tends to happen once you take it out of twitter threads and you put any btc verse whoever discussion on the same thing happens when it's btc maxis versus ethereum it's kind of the same thing that ethereum people are generally a bit more reasonable 
and they come off that way. And as crypto becomes more and more mainstream, it gets to a bigger and bigger audience. The importance of that is more and more relevant. Back in the day when it was just a few people online, well, the rules were a little bit different and there was a lot more tolerance for being unreasonable, essentially, because you're only appealing to a small people of already very um, hardy is not the right word, but already very resilient type of people where that kind of aggressive uh, confrontational styles of communication, us versus the world type of thinking, where that was uh, valuable or it was at least possible to overcome because that was the state that things were at. When you have a small group of a few thousand people, well, if you have a high percentage of people who are very disagreeable, that's probably going to help you out more than it's going to hurt. But crypto is kind of past that now. It's big enough that it's got to be mass appealing and acting like a child just comes off terribly. <laughs> that's that's really as simple as it is. I will say too, I've done the big five personality test and I am in like, like in a room of a hundred people, I am the second most disagreeable person. Uh, and I've learned, you know, with age to just keep my mouth shut because yeah, the social cost that I uh, face from being an arrogant prick is detrimental to my long-term like benefit. So if you recognize that you're a disagreeable, argumentative person, keep your mouth shut. Like, come, <laughs> come up with like point A, point B, point C. Cite your sources for everything. Like, I think especially really industrious or conscientious, disagreeable people would do really really well at uh like essays like uh you know get your point proof explanation across do your twitter threads but the name calling and all this like extra this it's it's superfluous and the only point of it aside from like getting whatever off your chest which really isn't valuable to anyone uh is for social clout and the people that you attract by doing that aren't the people that you want in your camp so Keep your mouth shut. And I say this from experience. <laughs> the bunch of different fragmented sub-communities. There is no coherent Bitcoin community. Everybody fucking argues about everything and has different fucking views on literally everything. But the reality is that is What's a the tiny, tiny, tiny portion of all of the people who own Bitcoin who yes. use Bitcoin, yes. who value Bitcoin Correct. for all of the reasons they value it without paying attention to any of these idiots on the fucking internet. Like just because some fucking people are retarded on Twitter, that's not stopping fucking business owners. So are you retarded on Twitter? To investors and are you one about? of those people who's retarded on Twitter? Yeah, half the time okay. I am. I don't fucking well, care. I think the debate's over. He's on. <laughs> That's it. That's He's the end honest. of the debate. <laughs> That's the end of the debate. Thank you. I'm out. No. But like, seriously, like that shit in the end doesn't matter. This is how the market is playing out. This is how things are unfolding. And people are going to make their decisions. Yes, they are. I think that's it. I think, we, I think that's a wonderful, that says it all. I'm satisfied. Last question. I watched a video earlier that said that uh, if everyone in the world adopted Bitcoin, 
there would be no power or something like that? There would be not enough power to run it? Is that is that garbage? Garbage. <laughs> that's the most retarded thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's really dumb. Mm. Can you explain that's to me why really it's dumb? dumb? Because if everybody, it doesn't happen overnight. It's, if, as more so, use happens with Bitcoin, more power will be generated. Well, it's saying, it's, 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 it, it, well, they're saying that, uh, you know, that, that power being generated wouldn't be enough to manage all the transactions for everybody. No. Well, first off, BTC can't handle all the transactions in the world. There is so much wrong with that statement. Yeah, it's just really um, bad. I mean, we don't even have to go into it because it's just really, it's just, dumb. It's, it's just all out dumb. Because you could literally say the same thing about everything. You could say if everybody ate a McDonald's hamburger today, there would be no more cows left on the planet. <laughs> that's true. What country in the world do you think would let power plants just turn off all electricity? Yeah, that's crazy. Everybody. Well, they said they shit? said the, the example they used was Iran wants to buy it. They, no, they, my, they my, said it yeah, happened with Iran. Iran, Iran, um, Iran put insane restrictions on mining yeah. right after that, hunted down all the illegal shit and limited the shit of how much energy they're going to buy. Because, yeah, I'm not just, you have Bitcoin. I don't care if, if my country doesn't have food and electricity to do all the shit they need. They're going to come cut my head off. Yeah. So you're cut off. Here, here's a cap. You're, you're not allowed to buy yeah. any more energy. It's a dumb, it's a dumb metric because it doesn't, nothing plays out that way. Nothing ever plays out that way. Mm. You know, people actually have to build the things people, dude, so little of the world uses Bitcoin right now. Like that's a sham, that's a champagne problem. Also the, the thing that they're not considering is it doesn't, it doesn't take more. It doesn't take more. The, the hash power is the hash power. Like there's way less hash power on bsv right now than there is on btc but bsv is processing more transactions so the hash power is not related to the number of transactions that you process it's related to the yep. it's basically related to the profit i was i was going to make this point this was i don't know about his that those other we don't even need to talk about it because it's a stupid argument that that was that was dumb but uh this is this is essentially the the key point the hash power is only indirectly related to the amount of transaction processing i think cyprian's going to get this wrong here he's going to say it's not it's not true that it's not entirely related but it is loosely related right uh where the as transactions are processed the more transactions are processed not uh guaranteed but in general the higher the utility of the coin the higher the price and thus the more mining reward there will be for miners to chase after so at like global scale if bch was the global reserve currency you have you know 20 billion transactions a day each let's say they're all paying a, a tiny fee that adds up to tons of money and yes a good amount of electricity will be spent to secure that um you know that uh, that that batch of transactions that that throughput. However, it will only be spent at the amount that is justified by the economic utility of all of those uh, of all those transactions, and it will be moderated by the price of electricity. Like that that is another good point that they were making. That if the price of if more people are demanding um, price for uh, electricity for Bitcoin mining. 
then eventually the price of energy rises and then they're competing in a bidding war against people who need that electricity to switch their lights on in their house and so on and so forth. And at a certain point, the people who are trying to use it for other things, they get their way and then the, you know, the price of Bitcoin falls in response. So it it, it would, yes, the more crypto grows and uses, on average, it will use a little, it will use more electricity, perhaps even substantially more, but there's no way for it to just swallow up the entire pie of energy available to the world. That's that's just nonsense. And it also obviously doesn't take into account the fact that the rate of energy that humanity generates over time increases as we get better technology and so on and so forth. So, And already having in the conversation, like necessity is the mother of invention. If there is a substantially increased demand for energy, then people would obviously find ways to fulfill that demand and in a profitable way. Uh, it's not, I, I think... Yeah, it was kind of ridiculous to start it with like, this is, it's ridiculous to even entertain the idea. But I think he could have easily ended with, all right, and we never have to talk about this again, because we've shown that it's stupid for XYZ reasons. The ability of mining a block. And that could be one transaction. It could be an empty block, an empty block on BTC. So meaning only one transaction, a Coinbase transaction on BTC right now costs more than a gigabyte than a gigabyte block would, would cost to do it on, uh, on BSV. Okay. So it's a dumb, there's no, it's that it's a dumb metric. Okay. Okay. Truly the last question this time I might regret, regret asking this question, (laughs) but, um, BTC ain't money, right? Like that's, it's like uh, a speculative asset, right? If you want to be pedantic, literally nothing in this entire ecosystem is I don't want to be pedantic. Money. It, oh, it yes, my man. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Say nothing it again so they can hear it. Nothing in this space is money. Everything in this space is a speculative asset right now. It's Good. just how much is that actually used for a utility thing? There's going to be different I'm quoting you. But I'm everything quoting is the majority of speculative asset right now. I am like quoting this and putting it on, else putting it to my is full of shit. Nothing in this space is so, money. So Shinobi. What, so, I love it. No, cur- <laughs> currently, nothing in this space is money. Well, it's the same thing. Like, Current, currently, the volume currently, of every single asset in this space right now, so what the is, vast majority of the volume is speculative. So what is so BTC, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Hotep. I just want to make sure. So BTC is not money, correct? Currently. Nothing in this space is. Including B- BTC is in the space, right? Is BTC in this space? I don't know. Oh. Like, get the fuck see, out of here. See where you like, went. See where stop you went. with the cheesy gotcha moments. It's not. You said, <laughs> you said nothing you in this said, space yeah, is money. Yeah. And then is you, BTC yeah. in the space? What do, you, what do you think? I don't know, guys. Let's ask the audience. Is, is, is BTC... Bro, is BTC money? Yes or no? Is BTC money currently? Is BTC money at this moment? Is BTC money? Yes or no? Is BTC in the space? He got to be careful. He might get canceled. His he's about to. His cancel is is. Is BTC money? Yes or no? Don't get canceled. Currently, right now. Don't get kicked out the cult. Don't get kicked out the cult. Then answer a yes or no. Then answer a yes or no. Don't get him kicked out the cult, Vin. Then answer a yes or no. Is BTC money? Yes or no? 
Is BTC in this space? See, there he goes. <laughs> what is this space? <laughs> it depends on what your definition of is is. <laughs> Bill Clinton. <laughs> no, if Bitcoin is in this space, then it's a very simple Boolean logic operation. Okay, good. Like it. Uh, love it. I love how you gave yourself an out there. <laughs> smart. It's not. Smart. It's not an out. It's literally a deterministic fucking. Okay mathematical statement but it, but it leaves it leaves wiggle room for you to for you to say later well bitcoin's not in the space because no, it's, it's by it's, itself it's literally a black and white binary okay. mathematical statement so 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 what what's the incentive for for people to participate in the bitcoin ecosystem do you BTC. think it will continue to produce scalable valuable things i think it will like there is a system right now without raising the block size past what it is at all that has 100 X the transactional capacity of the network, but like not of money. One basic thing, but it isn't transacting in money. It's moving bits around the internet, dude. Right. Got it. Good. I love it. I okay, love it. So I don't know what the fuck you just said. I'm just a lame is. Um, why exactly should I participate in BTC? Because right now I'm purchasing BTC, uh, DCA in, because I want to get rich. All right, oh, it's, it's a scarce thing that you can verify yourself. Now, and fuck you that. I want to get rich, yourself, Shinobi. That's why I'm invested it. in it. Your, hey, I, hey, I, is, hey, is that is that is that legitimate? Let let me finish my train of thought here. It's a verifiable scarce thing that you can 100% know yourself that you own and have control over, that you pay the fee for, you can fucking spend any which way you want to spend. Do you think that a large percentage of this planet will find that very fucking valuable? Yes or no? There's your answer. Uh, does that I, describe I, only BTC? What right. you just described, does that describe only BTC? Does that describe uh, eCash? Does that describe Bitcoin Cash? What you just said. Not only, but the vast yes. majority of things, no. No, what you just said about the value I just, proposition. Does I don't that know. So, so we're now well out of any irrational discussion where the cage where Shinobi is just, he's beaten. He's, uh, <laughs> he's absolutely lost. <laughs> and he's trying to do weasel words to get out of getting absolutely roasted by uh, the laser eyes on on Twitter, and you just can see his everything is just being picked apart. Hotep Jesus can say, "Look, I just want to get rich. Isn't that what you're trying to promise to me?" Finn uh, Cyprian can say, "Oh, look, there's all these other change which can provide those same things." If they get into any debate about the Lightning Network, he's probably going to lose there as well. To we've got, I mean, Hotel was saying this is going to be the last question, but there's another one hour of this debate, so I kind of wonder what they what they get into. I I am also sort of feeling like maybe most of the value of this stream has been <laughs> exhausted at a certain point. I don't know how you feeling, Jet. Uh, I kind of agree. I think that when uh, Cyprian was like, would you also admit you're being one of these retards on Twitter? And he was like, yeah, sometimes. I think that was like, 
that's kind of the end. Yeah. Well, maybe we should maybe we should just wrap it up there. I'm not I'm not really convinced that the next maybe maybe what we'll do we'll wrap it up here, but I'll listen to the rest of this just in my free time, and if there's any good points or any good clips or something, we can uh, maybe bring them on in a future episode. But I don't really because it's going to take us at least another hour and a half, maybe two hours to review the next uh, one hour, and I think I think it's wrapped up at this point, and yeah. I think. For everybody uh, who hasn't heard um, the Kim.com debate, uh, obviously you can go back and listen to that. I think this is another classic example. It really is just the case that despite the fact that they've got a very loud voice, anytime you put some of these laser eye people in a debate against somebody like Cyprian or like Kim.com, with even with, with or without a neutral moderator, somebody who knows history who knows crypto who can't be bamboozled with techno bubble or austrian economics nonsense or just cultish brainwashing that it's the future literally anytime that happens the laser eyes just get absolutely destroyed <laughs> so <laughs> if this is your first time seeing an example of it it, it might help you understand uh why the crypto space is the way it is. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. Any any final points you wanted to make about about the debate, about what we just watched? Not really. I think everything that came to my mind as I was watching it was pretty... But it, I think it's exhausting that we are five, almost six years from Fork Day, right? And it's like we're still having the same conversations and you're right like we just haven't ever really well i would say we have hashed it out we did the split we can do these experiments that's that and i think that these conversations are trying to consolidate some of those splits but if it doesn't go anywhere what's the point of it like yeah i don't know i i, I think it's uh a lot of people just like trying to pat themselves on the back being like i did the right thing or I have the validation. I I remember when I was a teenager being like, oh shit. Like I had this, like something clicked to me where I was like, the things that we call truths are really just like some people tried to do some things. They found this result and then they look at the other guy and go, that's right, right? Like, and it, I think there's a lot of just, we're looking for this external validation rather than I, and I, I agree with Hotep completely, and I've said this on the show multiple times. Just try it for yourself. Pick the one that you find is the best fit for you and ignore everything else. And if you want to experiment more, like, like there's no... You, you don't have to be pinned in one camp for the rest of your life. As much as I've been involved in Bitcoin Cash, right? I said early on, I've dabbled with uh, Digibyte, Monero. I had a little bit of, like, a little bit of everything, essentially. Um, but just the most useful thing as uh, uh, it's the cream of the crop and so i don't like yeah if if there's some coin that like i don't even know what it would take to get me interested in something else i hadn't really thought this this far into the the train <laughs> thought this far into the train of thought but uh yeah i don't know i don't get the it seems to me that the point of these conversations is in part to like pat yourself on the back. And the other part of it is to get 
the audience to pick a side because that means number go up for your coin. Well, partly. I I think it's important that these, as much as it is a shame that the same things have to be rehashed over and over and over again, I think it's important that it's done. And the main reason is this is just the counter to BCH having the smaller branding is people find Bitcoin, they find BDC, they know about that. Luckily, a lot of heavy lifting is being done for us by the general crypto space because now... Uh, there was a time when people were confused what Bitcoin was or what crypto was. Now there's a now it's not a surprise to anybody that there that there's not just Bitcoin. There is a bunch of other ones, and then as these kind of conversations become more and more prominent, there's increasing awareness that there's multiple competing versions of Bitcoin. People are kind of slowly getting to that phase, and then once they've got to that phase, then it becomes which is the best version of Bitcoin, which is probably what partly is rehashed in this kind of debate but as bch starts to rise up it will become more and more serious that there'll be discussions not like this going back to the block size war and blah 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 it won't be about that it will be more like so do we have the engineering data is bch better is bdc better and what you said about truth is just this point that scott adams has made i said i was listening to some of his stuff recently which is that science is not truth engineering is truth you know, you can argue about a scientific paper, but you can't argue about an airplane. If you're sitting on the airplane and it's flying, well, that's true. And that's kind of the approach that BCH has. It's there. It works. The fees are low. We have a decent enough node count not to be centralized. Like Shinobi was saying, nobody can shut down or, or stop it. If they could, they probably would, but they can't. Or any of these other scam networks. But it's now been six years. Lindy is starting to back BCH as a viable competitor. It's a shame, yeah, that we have to say the same things a hundred times before enough critical mass of people get the message and, and try it out. But the message is getting there. So soon enough, uh, things will, will become more about, yeah, is there contention over Bitcoin to which is the best Bitcoin? And the more people that ask that question, the more that slowly discover that it's BCH and, and soon enough we're going to have a, a, a critical mass of those people. It's, it's certainly growing. <laughs> all, all, uh, all our content is obviously doing well for that reason. So looking forward to that becoming common knowledge. It only needs to happen once and then the market flipping and all that stuff will be an afterthought. It would be very nice to, after like 10 years, actually flipping things. And to have been in the space this entire time, be like, fucking, I, I told you. <laughs> I know I shouldn't do that, but Jesus uh, Christ, I'm waiting for it. We were, yeah, it's gonna be, gonna be good. But that's why we got to be here, and we got to create all the evidence now, <laughs> so that later on we've just got ten years of, I told you so's. I guess. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I'd known that to do that. I wish I had podcasts from. 2015 of me debating somebody about bitcoin yeah that would have been amazing to just back on but anyway we're doing it now so in 2030 we'll we'll have all the have all the receipts all right cool well i hope uh, all the listeners enjoyed enjoyed that a bit of a different take on things a bit of a, a different episode we didn't touch on any of the news or, or drama or uh everything else except tangentially so that will be back as per the regularly scheduled program on the next episode. This should make uh, up you, for uh, the lack of episodes for the past. So this is almost a five-hour long say, stream. 
Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, I, I know that people have been missing that. We've also been a bit slow about releasing the, the episodes too. So we'll, we'll get that out. Uh, and hopefully if you've been missing your fill of, of BCH podcast, that was, that was plenty to get your fix in. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed uh, this, definitely let, let me know uh, in the Telegram chat or in the Reddit threads or, or whatever. We might end up doing some more similar streams uh you know in the future there's there's uh, it's only when there's a good opportunity for it right but these debates do come up uh every so often you know between crypto and, and crypto related uh, related things let me just check we've got to just give the outro same as always on the last slide here patrons and sponsors all right that's it. Thank you all for listening, especially thanks to the patrons, Ricky and HP, absolute legends. Thank you to our sponsor, General Protocols. Go check out bchbull.com if you need to stabilize your BCH purchasing power or speculate on the price movements. Uh, everybody can check out bitcoincashpodcast.com. We've got links and resources and all the episodes of the show and stuff there. And thank you to all the donators, of course. You're the best. Uh, thank you very much. And I, I don't know, do you have any shout-outs? I guess this one I should have done last week. I did make a tweet when I first noticed uh, someone gave me a donation way back, like after the uh, St. Kitts trip. I don't think I ever publicly called that out except for that tweet. Thank you. I apologize. It took me like two, three months to even notice that that donation was there, but... Very much appreciate it and uh, has made my life a little easier. So uh, also, this is kind of, you know, a double whammy. Uh, because of that, I'm, I think I'm in a position where I can actually hire a developer uh, to help me on uh, this, like, super BCH Super Chat project. Um, and shout out to Vulcanon for the inspiration for that. And then shout out to uh, Luke Smith, uh, the uh, Linux YouTuber for having the Monero version that was the inspiration for Vulcanon's version. So uh, a triple whammy. And that's it for my shout outs. Yeah, my shout out is to Hotep Jesus. Thank you for letting us cannibalize all of your content <laughs> to make our content. But as he was saying on the stream, I feel very confident that he would say, look, if somebody is just amplifying his message, that's that's good for him just like it's good for us so uh thank you very much for that excellent debate uh glad to have hosted it and i will watch uh, at least a little bit more if not the rest of this uh stream on my own time and if there's anything relevant we'll we'll, we'll bring it in but i think it seems like the main main points kind of good covered so that'll do it thank you all for listening and until next time